Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. It's in la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Ah, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Two Cold Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the Cast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Two Cold, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. Cast Radio. Wow, it feels great to be back, Ryan. Our three-week hiatus. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, Is uh, it really I, three weeks? Yeah, I, I'll take personal fault. Uh, real life took over, and well, yeah, uh, I, I, mean, I, I dropped the ball. But I'm back. Real, I'm, no, 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 no drop. I mean, You're good. I've, I've had a fantastic couple days. RL's been good. Baseball's been good. Basketball's well, I mean, good. not all good for baseball. <laughs> no, no. I mean. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, the, we just got to talk about damn Marlins. Didn't, yeah. didn't they uh, get Corona? Yeah, that, that, that's that's. <laughs> oh, you got access to the board. This is even tighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Exactly We're talking Timus Solani days. Oh, Kenny Omega talking about Timus Solani. That makes me so horny. Uh, <laughs> look, they they obviously gave you Darvish Corona, so. Oh, <laughs> too soon, too and, soon. But I'm telling you, I'm sitting here hugging my uh, my Joe yeah, bobblehead. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna set the stage for you here, just so you kind of. Get your Joe Kelly Fight Club to. shirt, by the way. I want to get the Is, Joe Kelly shirt that says "Nice Swing, Bitch." <laughs> Is he gonna show up? I mean, granted, it depends on you know if they win Game Three or not. If they get a little leeway, is he going to show up at uh, Josh Barnett's uh, blood sport? Do you think? Oh, Sunday night? How cool. that'd be so awesome! <laughs> oh my God, he'd be so cool. Look, so this, I mean, Raw Underground apparently is not happening anymore. So why not, right? Didn't didn't, didn't Braun Strowman beat up Babzai Boosie again? No, I think uh, he Peter Griffin, uh, Kevin Owens, apparently, oh. as I saw all the memes. Well, that was I didn't know as always. Now I get my Raw recaps, Ryan. I don't know about you. Uh, through two things, uh, Ringside News and uh, and memes. Well, the, the Ringside on the News shit talk tailed, site because it was the fiend that attacked Kevin Owens. Oh, that's uh, the same gimmick. <laughs> It is, so let me let me set the stage here. Now, DDT fans will understand where I'm going with this, and I'll start it. And if you don't, if you don't, if if the theme doesn't ring a bell, let me know. And then wait, I'll... is it on SmackDown? What what the hell's happening? Who the, the fuck theme? knows? <laughs> like who cares? Is Kevin Owens? I'm sm- I'm so baffled. I mean, granted the I, draft I, is this week, but he went from Raw to SmackDown to interview Alexa Bliss, where she talked how horny she is about being with the Fiend. Like, have you ever had him inside of you? You should let him in. I'm like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah, I was like, PG. I might have to DVR that. Oh man. <laughs> so let me set the stage here. If you don't recognize the theme, the theme as it starts playing, let me know. This will make more sense. So by ten minutes ago, this is how I was feeling. I was. This, this was me ten minutes ago. Maybe I'll pump it up a little bit more. There we go. So, I'm going down. So ten minutes ago, this was me. Um, as as Danny Pescara was coming to the plane, and he gets the hit, and Eric Hosmer is now coming up. And this is oh, really yeah. the scene going through my head. Um, you know who Stevie is? This is Alex. Who's this? Zeus. This is the Kito from from DDT. So I I imported this in the last thirty seconds. I'm sitting on my floor. Indian style, like a Kito, with my hoodie uh-huh. over my head, and I'm holding my Joe, Bo- Joe Kelly bobblehead like a, like a booty doll, but I feel like I'm a Kito in the middle of a DDT ring when he rolls backwards um, to celebrate with his legs so crossed, I'm doing that as the Dodgers get the victory. So that's why I had to upload the Akito theme, because I, w- I had the hoodie over the head, the, the feet crossed. Did you have the cool glasses? No, that's that. He doesn't have glasses. Akito's 
Akito's the dude with uh, Takashita. In, oh, uh, with, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. He's also a head or one of the bookers, right? Uh, he's the guy that's doing the thing with uh, Takagi and the light. Yeah. yeah. Or he's um, like one of the board he, members. He'll sit that's his style, thing, huh? And yeah, it's just Indian style. He wears the hood and then he'll fall backwards and the theme keeps oh, playing. Yeah. That's literally what I was doing with the Joe Kelly bobblehead over my head. And well, the last the time I saw Akita, he was getting his ass kicked by, you know, Yoshihiko. So. <laughs> God, I miss DDT so much. Uh, but there's just so much in the world of Piro. So much at the moment. Ultimate Party's got a good storyline, man. Have you seen what they've been doing in DDT? No. No, I have not, and I'm bummed. So, Tetsuya Endo won King of Gate, which I think we talked about. Yes. Yep. He picked Daisuke Sasaki to be his opponent. Yep. Since Kenny Omega cannot make it. Yep. Otherwise, that would be his opponent. Um, At one of the most recent shows, uh, he had... Got it. Did they fight during his tenure in DDT? Kenny Omega and uh, Tetsuya Endo? Oh my! Mm. Well, continue talking. I'll, I will check our uh, our database. But continue. I don't think so. But they might have still been. I think Happy Motel started after he left, but I could be wrong. But that's like you said, you're checking. Um, yep. So he had Damnation and himself beat the shit out of Daisuke Sasaki. And when they asked him why he did really? it, he, he goes, "Because I did it before Sasaki did it to me." So going into the Ultimate Party main event, Sasaki has now been turned on by Damnation. Wow. Yeah. So what's crazy about that is earlier tonight, even I I think when I was doing the the closing gimmicks at my uh, shoot job, as you like to say, um, (laughs) I I was scrolling through and and I saw a meme with, um, God, with uh, Daisuke Sasaki and he looked all sad and it said something about you know, when your friends, you know, don't invite you or something like that. And it was like a him looking in the distance, a la, you know, that Macho Man meme where he's just chilling on the beach there pre-Mania uh, 8. And I was just like, wait, what does that mean? Like, again, I thought, like, really hard for a second, and then I was like, uh, does that mean something big happened? Which just confirmed, yes, something apparently <laughs> huge has happened. So, um, it'll be interesting how Sasaki's demeanor how that ch- how that will change, or if it'll change, or if he'll just be that rapscallion punker that that's going against his former friends that turn their backs and love the coats on them. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued, and they were doing uh, Endo and T Hawk teaming, so T Hawk still sitting in there, Lindemann still sitting in there. So thankfully, I mean, we still have those guys over in. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I just I had heard a rumor that um, T Hawk was thinking about hanging him up, and uh, I'm like, what? please God, don't. Uh, Did Shima know. really mess everything up that much? I think a lot of it too is there's not a lot of bookings left for him in Japan aside from DDT because of the Shima stuff, and okay. with AEW not able to bring you know bring those guys in, I think he's just kind of like ah eh, maybe I'll just call it a quit. And I'm like no, God. you're so good, <laughs> so much to give. Like he hasn't even scratched the surface. It seems like and. Just imagine him on that weekly Wednesday night slot on TNT if, you know, the, the forbidden door uh, is going to open, which we'll, we'll talk about Mage here in a moment. But, uh, yeah, that, that would be a real damn, uh, damn shame. But uh, also, uh, it would make one Zeke Nasty cry in a corner. <laughs> well, and that's the one thing that, that pisses me off about God, it. Because obviously, 
you know, obviously they're going to use Shima more than anybody just because of the name value. But everything that I've heard from, you know, people that I had talked to that gave me some strong information about AEW, which I told you off air, and I'm not going to talk about it on air because I'm not going to be that guy. But I, I, from said people, apparently part of the reason they brought them in is because Tony Khan is a giant T-Hawk fan. So, like, that was his project, was he was going to eventually start doing something with just T-Hawk. So it makes me even more upset. Like, damn it. (laughs) No. God, him and Omega. Um, Also, Omega and uh, Tetsuya Endo apparently have not touched, but uh, my God, they Golden Lovers tagged. Oh, well, technically they did, uh, but in tag action. So it was uh, the Golden Lovers taking on uh, Takashita and Endo. Yeah, so it was Happy Motel. Was it 2013? Uh, apparently, no. What? Just 2020, so that makes no sense. Um, yeah. Oh, that's ratings. Overview. Other matches. 2014 there. 2014. Okay, so I knew it was in that time frame. I just didn't know if he had exited before the Happy Motel started because of how young Takashita and Endo are. So think of this, too. You get Endo six years developed from that against Omega. Like, mm-hmm. and here's the thing: when Omega was just honing his craft during that time, yeah, as that's well. a fair I assessment mean. too. <laughs> now, and Abushi was just lighting fireworks wherever the hell he was at. So, I mean, he was, he's to, always on his own level. To be fair, the Omega uh, Abushi match, I think in 2013 for the title, arguably one match of the year that year. Um, but it's Would also, you put it on your decade list, top ten of the uh, of the twenty? Yeah, I probably would. I probably wow. would. I mean, there, there's and that's DDT, on, huh? Yeah, it's on DDT World or Wrestling Yeah, it's there, there's a spot where like Abushi's on the top rope and Omega cuts him off, and then Omega does like a springboard, lands on the top rope, and Abushi starts hitting him. So he his only way out is to basically kill both of them. So he just mm-hmm. jumps straight in the air and does a Huron Kanrana, but to the floor from standing on the top rope. Jesus. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> you guys are nuts. And if, if you go through the one that Kenny's got on, he's wearing green trunks. Um, that's oh, that you know Kenny Omega? Called. Yeah. But, it's, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're 100% right, though, because if you look at Kenny after the shit with Okada, uh, and I'm not saying that that was like the turning point because he was already there, but I think that was the confidence booster that really yeah. took him to that next echelon. I mean, look how good that match is with Ishii that came up after that. Oh, I mean, that finished yeah. in our top five for match of the year. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, well, it's probably my reason, number one because I'm a mark. Well, the only reason I think it didn't get number one is because we had Walter Bate, we had Walter Osprey, we had that Takeda Kodaka death match that kind of suddenly made us a deathmatch show and essentially got us in a game changer because we would have probably yeah. made attention to that. And it was also almost Gargano that year. I mean, think of those. Oh, God. That, yeah, that was the same year. Well, with me being a mark, I probably would have put that probably in my top three. That probably would have been either five or six <laughs> for you there. But, yeah, that's that's a strong-ass uh, – and notice, no WWE – but yeah, no, I mean, well, minus Gargano Almas, but you know, that's just a whole, whole nother level. And the, the only that's the reason I, I want to check that out. Because I was, I, I actually went through the ballots 
uh, that year. And okay. you you see Walter Osprey, Walter Bates, and the Takashita or the the yeah Takeda Kadaka match all had like first, second, third, or first, second, fourth from only two people. So it was us. Yeah. Whereas oh everybody else had all the other stuff above it. And 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 then when I looked at it, I realized that was the last year we invited people to vote on our ballots. <laughs> because there was like nine people that had Takeda Kodaka tenth. And really? Yeah, because like I had it third and I think you had it fourth. Everybody okay. else had it like ninth or tenth. And then we both had uh Os- or we, we both had Walter Bate, I think, one. Or Walter Osprey one doesn't matter. We had them one and two, and everybody else had them like seventh or an eighth. Interesting. Yeah. So like, and, and then I went to look at the next year's ballot, and it was literally just our two names. So I think we literally were like, <laughs> "You guys are all idiots and marks, and we don't want you to vote anymore." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Freaking like, marks. I, that makes you laugh so hard. Like, like Masashi Takeda finished, I think, second on my wrestler of the year, and I think he was, like, fifth on yours. And then the next, everyone else was, like, tenth because nobody knew who he was, which then ended up the average dragged him down to, like, like and then we both had Walter number one because of those matches. And everyone else had him, like, ninth. So Walter finished, like, sixth for wrestler of the year in 2018. Yeah, I, I know that was pissing us off when a lot of the Walter stuff were like, what the hell are you watching and smoking, you know, like, you got like, Dean Ambrose and, you know, Brock Lesnar, you know, number two, what? Like, yeah, they like, even hated the match. Like, I know it's not the same I, I, I just remember we, uh, we're doing cartwheel, like, we're doing handsprings over how amazing Walter is in 2018, and then we look at the ballots and we're like, he finished sixth? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> And then literally I look at the next like two years after that and there's it's just us. We just kicked everyone to the curb. Forget it. Waste of our time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to tweet since we haven't no, tweeted out a show in a while. But yeah, good. that's I just that's I was very, me and Beecher were just though. randomly looking at it for some reason and I was I was like, oh, my God, this is like the last – like, Oedo, Tai, and Damnation were like the worst two factions of the year. And that was like the year we were stupid into D- Damnation because they had just started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you would see these puros that would have like really high voting, and then you'd see like a bulk number with them at the bottom, and then it's like Undisputed Era number one, which is fine. Like, I'm not mad about Undisputed Era. But you know what I mean? Like, you could definitely tell our clientele that wanted to vote probably saw half of the names on our ballots and said, what does that even mean? Who the hell? <laughs> that like, was maybe two years or, or maybe six months before you <laughs> show my ballot. So I was like, what the hell? Six months like, prior to the voting, I should say. The other one that, that got me was like Kagetsu finished last for out of the like the 10 women wrestlers. And I'm like, how is Kagetsu last? And she just had this bomb-ass uh, Wonder Gate title run. Like, are you guys having crack? <laughs> and I was all like, who? <laughs> yeah, but oh, I think ignorant Mark. I, I think I had Kagetsu one or two, and there was still somebody that had Kagetsu like four, and I'm guessing mm-hmm. that was you, or it was Demetrius. You went to put her tenth. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> so that's that's why I knew it wasn't you, but I was like, man, like, it, it, <laughs> I should send that spreadsheet over to you. It's yeah, you totally should. Wow. God, I I miss what someone was talking about Walter Bates NXT UK, which was a really good match. But a lot of it, I remember, it was just recycled from their Hello Wembley. And then I was like, oh, if you thought that was your match of the year, check out their (laughs) first encounter a year prior when, you know, NXT lights, you know, or or Progress lights, you know, it was the real deal. And I was like, and it was in front of a giant crowd and it was some of the best wrestling uh, contrast of styles there where it's just like, how is this young dude going to overtake this monster? And and lo and behold, uh, he sure gave his damnedest, but uh, (laughs) the, the ring general would not allow uh, any more of that to happen. Um, And no, no big strong boy action. That's for sure. uh, At Wembley (laughs) or at the uh, NXT uh, UK site there. But uh, how sweet mm -hmm. was it that with how amazing Walter Bate was that he just finishes him with a top rope splash. Yeah, <laughs> like he just drains the life out of him, which is squashing him. Like it's it was like amazing. me when I jump on the bed. I'm like, it's <laughs> no, never good for like anything. A, you're a Vogue model now. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're on, a, on the. I was gonna order a new suit for the summit, and I saw you posing, and I was like, oh shit, maybe you can give me a discount. Maybe he's got a promo code. <laughs> Angles, bro. Speaking of promo codes, uh, WrestleCast. Uh, radio shirts are currently on sale at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast, uh, of course, with a T. Uh, seven different options, of course, you can get your Pro Wrestling Summit, every, which you can watch every Friday night at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time over on Twitch.tv uh, forward slash WrestleCast Radio. Add the radio when you Twitch that. Um, but also, uh, yeah. 20% normally about $19.99, but that drops all the way to a friendly price of $16. If you live near the Chicago area or near the Pro Wrestling Tea Store, you don't even have to pay for shipping. So order all you want, especially if you live down there. Pick it up at the shop. Check out the cool stuff uh, and the cool guys and gals over at Pro Wrestling Tees. But again, uh, up until uh, Saturday, Ryan. So 10 10 till noon Central Standard Time. So uh, go check it out. Help support. Yeah. Keep the light on because that's all we can afford. One light. Yeah. Um, you, you guys buying shirts is what pays for our server. Like to yeah. be hundred percent honest, like when 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 you guys if you guys don't think you support when you buy shirts, we don't have to pay the server fee. So it's all like it's a hundred percent appreciated. Like I'm not and we to, have oh, been awesome. making pretty good ones, and and we got the new Boom yeah. Shakalaka shirt, which uh, apparently we sold uh, a few as people were sending me pictures. So and that they got them in, so that was really nice. I had no idea, so that was really cool, and. uh yeah, some really cool. You can kind of see what Ryan and I look like, which is a really awesome shirt. Very uh, Wes Anderson e uh, vibe, which I dig, and uh, that NBA Jam Puro Rizzo. Uh, and of course, you can always, as I do in this uh, small town that I currently reside in, uh, I always, uh, when I wear the shirt, always pose the question: Do you even Puro Bro? Which I have to answer what those words names. <laughs> But yeah, like it's it's been awesome, guys. Like I, excuse me, we haven't had to pay for. We've only had to pay maybe two months of the server this whole month, this whole year. It's been it's been awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. Hell to the yeah, that's awesome, man. Because unfortunately, 
And contrary to belief, we do have to pay to bring you this bullshit. This ain't free. This is a little bit, a little bit ching chang. Oh yeah. But uh, you guys, you know, thank you. I'm glad Alex threw it out there. Look, threw that, threw that like a curveball, and you just knocked that out the park there with that promo. That was fantastic. (laughs) That is what I do at times. But uh, speaking of at times, let's just break into it, you know, really quick. we kind of thought we knew this, but it kind of broke. I believe it was last week um, or, or the week prior, but uh, Harold Mage officially announcing that he is stepping down from uh, New Japan as the, uh, the, the, the head gimmick there, uh, the president, the, uh, the man in suits. Uh, but, but I believe he, his tenure will end, what, October like 23rd? It's coming uh, up there, yeah. C- coming around there, so... Um, apparently, you know, again, we, we discussed this, I thought earlier, pre COVID, you know, that this was announced Mm -hmm. that he would be stepping down. So a lot of people were like taken aback by this. Um, but apparently the, one of the big things is, and I don't get why he's at fault due to, of course, you know, the global pandemic, but one of the reasons why, and and I get it when, when you're on a high end, you always want to strive for more. And, you know, it's like you and I in, in retail. We always want to push and strive to be better than what we were yesterday, you know, in that company. Mm-hmm. So I get where he's like, hey, I want, you know, New Japan to make $200 million in revenue yeah. by the end of 2020. <laughs> well, obviously, that's not going to happen. Well, you know, I, I'm not sure if subscriptions got upped or if some were lowered, you know, of course, with the you know loss of jobs and everything that's happened around the world and, and a lot more important things, uh, you know, with, with other than New Japan. And, of course, they weren't running shows unlike DDT or All Japan was, you know, it, it, during the uh, imperial market over there. So, you know, maybe people weren't, you know, re-upping their subscriptions until they knew that New Japan was going to start running live shows again. So, you know, a lot to unpack here. You know, of course, you are our, our puro god our our new japan kind of uh, a teacher here so i mean what are your kind of thoughts on on the you know kind of sudden in quotes you know kind of uh, you know leaving uh from harold mage from new japan or is it just you know my take is they're gonna cut it early due to the fact hey maybe he you know either he has a new job or maybe he just wants to get the, get the hell out of japan you know Maybe this travel diary is like, okay, let me try to get out of here before, you know, the beginning of the new year. But but what are your thoughts on on uh, Harold Mage's exit and the impact that he has uh, had with the company over the last couple of years, good or bad? So Mage is done October 23rd. Um, I, don't, I don't know how much I truly can credit anything good with him, like, but I don't, I don't think I can say anything bad. Like, yes, it was a bold move doing Wrestle Kingdom two nights in a row, but it worked. I mean, they, they cracked 70, I think 70,000. Doesn't that sound right? I think they did 40 one night and like 30 the next night. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that to me is a success. Um, I've, I've, the, the, big, the big speculated number is he said he was going to get them $200 million in revenue. Um, I've heard from a, a very credible source who has talked to somebody who, who is in power with Takaki Kadani, 
that okay. it was it was a hundred million dollars, not two hundred million, is what he promised. See, Things I thought out. the original report was one hundred, is what I read. But when I just checked now to check the date, I just saw two hundred. So that's why I was confused. One hundred yeah. makes more sense. Who the hell is going to make two hundred yeah, in a exactly. revenue when they're still trying to grow? Yeah, they never made that much anyway. As big as they are, that's still a <laughs> not lot. even in the nineties. Yeah, you know, that's a lot of money. And part of it was Harold Mage said he was going to secure a U.S. TV deal, mm. and that was what was going to solidify the money for him. I'm guessing because of their loss of the access deal when Anthem, you know, kind of purchased access. Yep, and it became which impact. That impact. Yep, yep, yep. And I think a lot of the number came around with WWE being able to secure a billion dollars between two networks. I'm guessing Kadani thought he could secure a $50 million TV deal. Mm-hmm. By getting the 50 million, they get the rest through gate revenue, merchandise, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Didn't happen. The company chose to not run during COVID, which is fine. No one yep. resented him for it. They but, had the resources not to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's the ultimate thing I think they got to look at too is even though he's resigning because he didn't hit his goal, they were making enough money that they were able to pay every single person. They didn't have to furlough people like the E. Everybody mm-hmm. got paid, like I said, and then they could just take their time and come back when it was convenient. And heal. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, I mean, look what Hiromu did in that tournament. It's called Strong you know? Style for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, I mean, Yuji Nagata, man, him and him and oh, like, um, but so right now, uh, the New Japan of America president Takami uh, uh, Obari is going to yep. take over his spot. The main takeaway I have, and this is this is back to going off of that source, is the reason Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. and Marty Skrull all left is because Harold Mage didn't think they could profit their company any money. And that is, and Cody too. And that's why the Marty girl, I guess you could say, but he still kind of did it, but that's well, why let's be real. Cody was not profiting. He wasn't earning any money for that company during that singles run in Japan. Yeah. But that was the reason they all jobbed at the Tokyo dome that I was at. Yeah. Is because of that. Apparently Harold Mage is also the reason that they didn't work new year's dash. And that's also the reason why the AEW partnership went to hell is because mm-hmm. it's just not there anymore. So it sounds Which, like... Which, why wouldn't he, if he was looking to secure a TV deal in Bingo. the States, why wouldn't you want that exposure when you were mm-hmm. getting your people in rural America, you were getting your Limp Bizkit fans watching New Japan because you're like, who's this Kenny Omega? Who's this Young Bucks at this hot topic here? You know, I got to search more into this. You know, these Funko dolls and, and or Pop dolls or whatnot. So, I mean, why wouldn't you want to have that relationship as a bridge to say, okay, we're going to send our top talents for a three-month excursion, you know, and, and kind of see that, you know, aspect. And then, or even the, the wrestlers that were in the States, just imagine Jay White, Kenta, Juice, you know, kind of, you know, taking over mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in Jacksonville there. So in that, in sen- you know, in that sense, I would say, yeah, that, that is kind of a, a weird tidbit where, you know, 
you get your wrestlers on there, you see your ratings increase possibly, you build momentum, more eyes, you know, from your American audience or, you know, even the foreign deals, you know, that they're running on Fight TV, you know, that, that Dynamite was running. So, again, you build that and then may, uh, maybe you don't get a show with TNT or any on the, the Turner networks. But, again, something like, you know, a pop TV, you know, that Impact has been on, something along those lines. Yeah, you're not going to get a $50 million deal but maybe it's something where, you know, true TV or, you know, one of those oh. random channels, you know, maybe gets an or, or hell, even Spike, you know, with Viacom and that, you know, big industry, that could have been a possibility. But, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, of course, like you said, the, the relationship just all seems sour between Mage and the uh, the all elite gang. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so that's kind of the one takeaway I look at is. With Harold Mage out the door, I don't know if any anybody listening or if you, Alex, watched uh, AEW tonight, but they did the Chris Jericho 30-year anniversary of wrestling tonight. Tanahashi. Exactly. They played a Tanahashi clip thanking Jericho for, you know, wrestling or whatever. Just kind of a, you know, whatever it is. But we've already, and I'm not saying that means anything, but mere days after this happened with Harold Mage and him going to be out the door in 15 days, we've already seen Tanahashi's face pull up now on, on AEW. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if anything is going to come of it, but you know, long story short to sum it all up, I don't, I'm not. What does that mean for new Mage. Japan America? If their president is heading there, I mean, Scorpio Sky is an AEW. Remember, he was a trainer for them, by the mm-hmm. way, uh, which is so <laughs> wild to me. Maybe that, you know, maybe again, if the forbidden door is open, maybe they could, you know, transition back to that. But I think he's doing awesome stuff full ground dark and, of course, on the main show. I mean, do you think they keep going with New Japan America? Do you know if the strong numbers were good? On, uh, oh, like, on the New I don't Japan think there's any problem with that. I I think that won't change because you okay. still have um you still have Rocky Romero and uh, Shibata. Shibata running that thing just fine and yeah. you know that's where Ren, Ren Narita hasn't even debuted yet and he's on his excursion there. You know, so he's doing his excursion in America right now, and they have so much so much invested in Carl Fredericks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think, and that's the one thing I said to you is I bet you they taped so much shit to put in a can. If you look tomorrow night, there's a 10 man tag that has Jay White and Jeff Cobb and Juice in it. Mm-hmm. So they, got, they have stuff in the can. Yeah, like Kent is in it too. It's it's just like always, like with, with uh, Rev Pro, how they have like eight shows in the can and they've done two of them. <laughs> eight <laughs> shows. Know, so wow. Oh man, and that last one with uh, our, over uh, under two wrestlers, blackballed and go. <laughs> Boo! I think they got rid of those all, dude. It was like Arcade Chain and uh, Michael Oku was tremendous, and the Osprey match. I can't remember the young guy his like mentor, the duties mentoring. It was a tag match, right? Well, the tag match was the first night. Okay. Um, the second night, oh my god, who was it? Because it was it was Ricky Knight Jr. and Michael Oku. But then it was Osprey has this guy he's mentoring it. I can't think of what the hell I'm gonna to try to figure this out. 
what this guy's name was. You should mentor the Sage King. <laughs> Why so you can get mad again about people making jokes on the internet? Hey guys, that'll never bleepin' happen on my stage. Well, guess what? No <laughs> one's gonna go to your stage, bro. God, I just wanted to kill him on the internet so bad. You know what? E- you know what? EWI minus five stars. <laughs> That's what I say to you, Sage King. <laughs> oh, Trying to be Dusty Rhodes, booking yourself as champion. Jesus. Dead it, baby. Dead it, baby. Yeah, I'm just like, what the, What is this dude talking about? I last saw it when you sent me that picture of that dude tripping out. <laughs> Let's see. So, Rev Pro. So it was it was Michael Oko and Oscar Russell, Carl Fletcher, Carl Fletcher and Ricky Nigeria. Oh, Callum Newman. That's his name. Callum Newman, remember this guy. He okay. he's like that dude I told you about, Ben Carter. Benjamin Carter. Yes. Oh, remember yeah, that. that guy. By the way, Benjamin Carter. Everybody's like people I know and talk to on like like independent social media scenes and people who go on like summit and stuff. They're like, Ben Carter, when is he going to show up in AEW? He's worked dark. Him and Ricky Starks was tremendous. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news to anybody. And I know he missed some AEW because he got COVID him and Lance yep. Archer, but he's not going to sign with AEW. And I just, I don't want to, I don't More want to freelancing. Do you think he's been, he was a black and brave student. Oh, I didn't he's know that. He's a Tyler Black frame train guy. He is his he's a WWE or bus guy in the second. He gets a contract and he calls uh the Monday night Messiah. You know yeah. where he's gonna end up. Oh, way to you know, spoil the mood. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. Uh that statement or or seeing Luther I rake <laughs> Le Champion. Yeah, because I mean, that Scorpio Sky Ben Carter match was so good on awesome. Dark. Holy and I was going to bring that up with, because uh, wasn't Carter on Strong too? Like a lot of the young, amazing, talented, athletic GCW guys have been on New Japan Strong over the last couple of shows, you know, with the. He, yeah, he was on that GCW show too. That, yeah, um, so I mean, why, why not have a New Japan? I mean,. Again, maybe if AEW and New Japan, you know, mends their fences here. But I mean, why not get those guys? You got mm-hmm. the Janela connection. I mean, it's already right there with GCW. So I mean, it's just a flawless transition within either New Japan, uh, America, to kind of build that brand instead of you know the four wrestlers that they currently no, have. Not to change subjects, but did you see that the whole skirmish with? Ethan Page in Spring Break with Janela. Yes, with the uh, the trading card and yeah. not being paid. What is did you? What do? What's your opinion? Or is that a shoot? I think it's a shoot. But what's your opinion on that? Do you think he should be paid? I think if you're using anyone's likeness without asking them, they probably should. Now I'm saying this in a weird situation. I worked for a wrestling company in Minnesota called Seven Star Wrestling. And they sold a trading card set that had me in the trading card. Mm -hmm. Um, You could buy all nine in a sleeve. 
So like the the dude bought the the old baseball packet packet. You know, you put in a three ring binder. You put nine cards in a page. Yep. And I was one of the nine. And people came up to me and they were like, hey, man, will you autograph my card? And I was like, shit, yeah, that's awesome, man. I didn't think twice of it. But if I'm all Eagle Ethan Page and I'm actually a big deal, I'm not getting 25 bucks and a couple hot dogs, that's a different ballgame to me. But why? I mean, it's still the same aspect. I mean, granted, you're not going to say, give me $10,000, but I mean, wouldn't you just be like, okay, every pack you, you sell, what, you get a nickel or something along those yeah. lines? And, and that's the hard part is I think you have to figure like out. How do you uh, gauge the value? I think you got to go, hey, we're going to sell packs of cards for five bucks a piece. We're making a hundred of them. We'll give you an extra 20 bucks on your pay. Or, so now or, you're making me think hey, maybe it's a work because what's go, 20 hey, bucks? Hey, Ethan, we're, we're trying to draw some extra money and we want to make some trading cards to mm-hmm. sell at the show for a couple bucks a piece. Do you mind if we use your likeness on one of the cards? No, go ahead, man. That's where I think it could be a work. Because mm-hmm. I don't think John Moxley is putting his his fucking face <laughs> and stats on a trading card that they and not carry exactly yeah. yeah that's why a part of me thinks it could be a work and it's just corny enough that it would make a work make sense at spring break mm-hmm. well yeah especially with you know kind of like the uh the jersey shows we're watching um with uh why can't i think of his name he did a sounder for us um uh, Janela's a pro guy, and he got released H-H? by the E. What's that? Uh, uh, Leo Rush? Yes, Leo Rush. Thank you, thank you. Where, you know, that whole thing, uh, I don't know. It just seems, I just saw a little bit of the, the exchange this morning. I went on Twitter. I didn't really find too much more. Um, when I tried loading the tweets from the site I was reading the story from, None of it was loading up. So, again, I, I kind of was 50-50 on it. I would have loved for it to have been a shoot. But uh, I think if you do a Karate Man card, I think you definitely have to pay residuals to, to, to eat the page there. Because he's getting that talking shop of Mania 2 check. That, that's for sure. Yeah. So, I, I think it could kind of go both ways. I'm just I'm, – I'm intrigued by that matchup, by that show-off. Wow, Luther tripping. Oh, that's not good. Um, oh, I, I haven't even watched AEW tonight. I'll probably have to. I'm going to watch Zeus Miyahara for sure after this, and then I'll, I'll probably watch something else. No, I'm okay, I'm going to watch Zeus Miyahara, and then I'm going to finish the, uh, the oh, Yokohama. Oh, Luther, no. Oh, my God, Jericho, why? why, why <laughs> Dude, I'm him? telling you, Yokohama Cinderella, the uh, the big stardom pay-per-view, there's Pyro. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it feels like a big-time show. The opening match, Starlight Kid and Azumi. Um, I hit my rating says. Wait, from the Grand Prix? No, the Grand Prix's over. Yeah, that wasn't wasn't that the Cinderella thing or? Cinderella was what uh, the Cinderella tournament was the thing that in March. That's that Julia one. Yeah. Yep, yeah. This is just the Yokohama Cinderella show, is what they called it. Oh, okay. It's got um uh, uh Maki or. So uh, Mayu Iwatani against Yori for the white belt. It has Julia versus Tam Nakano. 
uh, for the Red Belts in their We're Taking Photo Shoots and Fighting match, Ooh. which was awesome. Did you? Oh, that, yeah. That's on that show? Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're a big payoff match. And then Were it, they were in the alley? Yeah, and they didn't like it. They started going at it. <laughs> um, Natsuko Tora and Saki Kashima against Konami and Jungle Kiona. If Oedo Tai loses, they disband. If Tokyo really? Cyber Squad loses, they disband. So it's a disband hmm. match. Oh, uh, B- so they're going to lose, obviously. Uh, B. Priestley defends uh, her title against uh, what is, I can't remember what title she won. I think she won a title. But but B. Priestley faces uh, Saya Kamatani, who's like their next big young lion who just got put in Queen's Quest and is in the group. Uh, Yutami Hayashi Shida brought her in. But then uh, uh, Mina Shirakawa, Tokyo Joshi Pro, she, mm-hmm. she worked the show against Hanan. Um, I'm on the Natsu Sumiri match, but the opening match between Azumi and Starlight Kid, I went four and a half out of five, and my rating in parentheses says, holy balls, totally the high band on this, but this was fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I was just so excited to to see stardom in a big, 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 big building like Yokohama, because they were in Yokohama Bunker, which... You know, DDT sometimes will run, Dragon Gate runs, New Japan runs. I think that's what they run the G1 final at is in Yokohama. So this is a big building with big match feel. And those two, I mean, it was probably like a a nine-minute match, and Mm -hmm. there was no slowdown. It reminded me of that Aoki Fuminori Abe match from February for the Big Japan Uh, G1 final, which was just, I mean, I think I went four and three quarters on that shit. <laughs> I, I, so like, go go on Stardom World. Take ten minutes after the show if you have it. Rio, are like Kid Nazumi. It's incredible. It's so good. Wow, Rio looks like she's uh, she's aged <laughs> since staying in Japan. Wait, th- so is it not the star- five star Grand Prix special? Grand Prix's over. But it's Stardom Five Star Grand Prix Special. That's the latest one that they have. Yeah, it, this is the one from Ten Three. Oh, okay. So part of the reason it took an extra few days to get on the show, and there's other shows after it, is because it was an actual pay per view in Japan. Oh, so I mean, it's, it's a big time feel show. Yeah. Yeah. Don't okay. Don't click on the Ten Four because you're gonna get spoilers if you do. Okay. <laughs> I'm just telling you that now. But I mean. Like, I'm not trying to, like, too hype it because, but if you watch that show top to bottom, it's about three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on your I, – I, I truly am confident it's going to be on your top five for the year. It was well, that good. What was, was crazy is how you're talking about the, the Starlight Kit match is how I felt with the night one uh, N1 uh, tournament from Noah with Kaido Kiyomiya and Masaki Mokazuki, where I thought, okay, they're going to give the young gun the match, and, you know, they're going to showcase him versus the veteran. You know, the the guy has his own dojo, for God's sakes. But they end up going Broadway in the opener, and I thought it was going to end after 20 minutes, had me on the edge of my seat, until finally the ref was like, hey, 
we we got to go. Time's up. Like it's it's insane. As Mokuzuki <laughs> kicks out right after you know that suplex there, Kiyomiya hits him with. Oh, so good. to me, that's where I was like, wow, that's a banger of a bleeping match. Like it was stiff, a few botches, but again, it, it, to me, it makes sense because they're really beating the well, shit out of each other. Yeah. I mean, like, just a few. Well, well, like he throws Kiyomiya just throws him right out of the ring, just spins out of the ring. And I don't know if that was just effects from uh, from the Emerald Star or whatnot, yeah. but it had me oh, like, holy bitch, that missed drop kick from the, uh, to the top turnbuckle, you know, but that was Kiyomiya there. But, you know, minus those few things aside, I was like, this is a five-star freaking banger. So I, again, did not expect for that to go to a draw. And like you said, a 50-year-old and a 22-year-old uh, to be <laughs> simpatico as they were, uh, oh. a lot better than the uh, Takashi Segura and Yoshiki Onomura matchup where Segura was like, I do not want to be here at all. <laughs> I, even went, I even went three and a half on that. Like, I was the, I, well, that was just because it was stiff as hell. Onomura just collapses. Yeah, Segura gets those a seated choke shots. on him and just chokes him out. <laughs> and Sugara is like 52. <sighs> hey, they, they they got, I mean, 50 is the new 40, it seems like, in pro wrestling. Let's be no, real. But over in Japan, Japan, the water's a lot better. Takashi Sugara is like 51, 52 years old. And he looks like fucking Batista. <laughs> like, We're in a pug he, on his shirt. Yeah, he's got a corgi on his shirt, and he comes out to like some like cute classical type music, <laughs> and then he just beats the hell out of Itamura and his and his mohawk. Hey, Derek Fury, you need to uh, get a picture of peanuts on his shirt and start selling that. That would probably sell because peanut, as crazy as uh, as he is, is one cute as ugly she, puppy. As she is. <laughs> Wait, peanuts a lady? <laughs> yeah. Known that dog for like ten years. Wow. Who's that lady? <laughs> you know what's crazy too is Mochizuki Kiyomiya wasn't even my best match of the night, and it was that good. Man. Yeah, I mean, won my match of the we'll night for it next show, guys. Yeah. But wait, you, so, what are your thoughts? So you watch so Nakajima okay. Kanal, man. Dude, the N one has been the N one has been what I thought the the carnival was going to be. Because, you know, I had such high expectations for the carnival. I thought the carnival was going to be the best thing in sliced bread. It's going to be, you know, everything is perfect. And the carnival was kind of whack. It was, it was like, eh, there was some cool stuff, but like nothing, like nothing blew me away. You know, first night. Yuma Yagi, I would say, blew me away. Um, with his matches and, and the booking of Ashino early on kind of blew me away where he was taking L's like it was uh, there. He was the Chicago Cubs, but Yume Yagi, you know, just kind of winning match after match, you know, where you're just like, wait, huh? You know, after night three, you know, he has four points. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay. And then he's putting on matches where you're like, okay, could he possibly do something? And then, you know, of course, you know, after that night three loss, you know, kind of stays the same. But then Jake Lee having charisma. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened, but his, his sauntering to the ring, his hair being a, a curly masterpiece, but just his, uh, you know, kind of 
the the chemistry with each match that he had it was was just something to to see where I was like holy shit Jake Lee is going to and deserves to win this Champions Carnival but then you know he faced Zeus uh, you know night five so oh, yeah. yeah Zeus put that to, to take him out Zeus of that running steamrolls the entire block not only that he he's he's got this new disgusting chin lock stretch plum that mm-hmm. Suwama has to tap on and says that he might have broke his jaw from. Whoa. He he does it to uh, Jiro, and he's so annoyed by Jiro that before Jiro can tap, he stops. Let's go of the hold. Picks up Jiro and defeats him via a chop. Because <laughs> he he just that was pretty Jiro damn cool. <laughs> and it him. I, dude, they made Zeus look like a million bucks. I can't wait to watch him and Miyahara. Yeah. Um, if you go on Grapple, Zeus and Miyahara is sitting at a four point six one right now. Mm. Like it's you know I I said this to you before that a lot of people are saying that this is the best match of their lineage and seeing that rating makes you go, holy crap. A lot of grapple fans. Didn't you, didn't their 2019 match, didn't you give that a fiver? Yes. Man. So you're going to give this a six. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I mean, damn, I must've cut my foot open because I'm bleeding all over my floor. Whoa. Like your Suwama's jaw. Take that Finn Balor. Um, how crazy um, I'll be right hold on, I'll be right back. I gotta get a band-aid. <laughs> I don't know what I did. Like I, but I just have a whole piece of dead skin and I'm just bleeding. <laughs> so Champions Carnival again, right uh, five nights here. Um you know, it, it was interesting, you know, they only had ten wrestlers per block. Uh, sorry, five wrestlers per block, ten wrestlers all together here. The A block, of course. The participants were uh, the uh, All Japan uh, Heavyweight Champion Suwama, of course, Jake Lee, Zeus, Akuma Arashi, of course, of Infants, Terribles, and uh, fan favorites of uh, the show here, Euro Ikemen, Uh The B block, of course, had, you know, our. our Best wrestler of 2019, Kento Miyahara, uh, Shuji Ishikawa, Yume Yagi, Yoshitatsu, Shatoru Oshino, again, leader of Infants to Reblaze, having a heck of a year. Again, questionable booking, um, you know, not only in the tournament, but of course, you know, kind of Infants, uh, you know, when they were t- kind of taking L's after a while after their, their introduction. But, uh, you know, I, I get they, they kind of had to put them in their place, you know, with, with this new company, but I still think even taking L's, each member, including Ashino, uh, because when he gets angry, he will break your bleeping ankle. Uh, but I, I don't think it affects them as much, you know, early on, um, especially in, in this tournament. But uh, kind of going to night one, I, I would say one of the biggest surprises, uh, especially for me, was the, the main event here where Yoshitatsu was taking on Kenzo Mio. Of course, they are boys, okay. but surprised the hell out of me when Yoshitatsu made Kento tap. Uh, so that's where I was a little befuddled <laughs> and was thinking, 
is is Miyahara even going to have uh, you know a horse in this race? But of course, as we know, uh, heading into night five, he he did, and it was a a stud. But uh, did you kind of think Miyahara? I mean, was this just a red herring from all Japan by having Tatsu uh, make him tap and then him this become a half scared. a mummy? The rest this is just to scare everybody. Because the way they built it up was Shitaro Ashino wins the block if Ishikawa beats Miyahara. Mm-hmm. But if he, if Miyahara beats Ishikawa, Miyahara wins the block. So, you know, it's your typical block block scoring where it, it comes down to can Ishikawa play spoiler for Ashino or does Miyahara overcome and get the victory for himself? Mm-hmm. It was just like the, the previous match before that. Uh, Jake Lee and Zeus are both three and zero. They're going to control their own fate. I mean, I went three mm-hmm. and a half. Zeus gets that cross face stretch plum, which was disgusting. I mean, it was yeah, it was good. I mean, like the 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 champion carnival seemed to start ramping up as it went on. Yes, yes. But I don't know. I just expected more. Like, well, why? Because like, Suwama was tapping. Yeah, I mean that that guy had a, even, a like, losing I stretch. The, the story was cool with with Suwama not being Agreed. able to win because of the arm. Like you know, Jake Lee hits the arm breaker, and then Zeus has that stretch plum where Suwama's arm is the story. So Suwama had to tap to save his arm. Like that stuff mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah. But if if you get rid of that, the best match. I'm out of the entire night. Now, this is not counting the final because I need to watch the final. I'm going to do it later. Uh, obviously, which what I thought was the best was Kento Miyahara, Shotaro Ashino from night three, which we all thought that was a September 15 show. Yep. yep. But I, I only went three and three quarters. I didn't even go four stars on it. That was what was <laughs> disappointing to me is Kento Miyahara was a guy who put on a four and three quarter match with Johnny Valletta last year. These these shows just felt rushed. They felt like the guys were really into them, but they mm-hmm. would only work so hard until they were you know ready to be done, and then they just kind of stopped. So there was just a lot missing from it, and that was my only problem with these shows. My problem they, is they were left out. See, Sorry. I I had fun. I, I not with every single one, but I I had fun watching matches. Of um, uh, what gosh, uh, Akuma Arashi, where yeah, yep. he was a fun heavy again, you know, part of Infants. Um, but even you know the night five, you know, he gets his first win, you know, just by hitting a a random cross body there, um, you know, to to Eichmann, and and I thought that was a good way to a to get the first win, but it built him as that next big hoss, and I thought he had a really really good matches and I thought his match uh with Zeus was was pretty damn uh entertaining on, on night two. You know, big hosses there. Uh you know, especially where Akuma uh, Arashi didn't want to hear Zeus's uh, grandpa gangster rap as he was coming <laughs> out to. Not the dad rock, yacht rock uh as Purple Haze comes out to, but uh <laughs> I love how he switched back to the uh the gangster grandpa rap but I, I, you know, I thought he was a, a nice um, revelation 
you know, I, I kind of dug him with some of the tag matches later in the year, but to me, I, I thought this was fine. I, I, I thought, you know, Eichemann looked good, you know, of course, getting that surprise pin against Suwami, you know, again, that story, as you were saying, you know, being told, you know, whether it was, you know, through submissions or, you know, the Eichemann, you know, the veterans being upset, you know, don't like the style of, you know, Zero there. And, you know, he's just like, is a shocker. So for me, I, I thought these shows were, were fun. Gento Ashino, I agree a hundred percent. It wasn't what I expected, but I just figured down the line when that championship match happens, that's when they're gonna go full throttle. I so like let let me say this. So okay, night one, let me use night one as an example. Shuji Shikawa Yuma Aoyagi. That's a banger, right? I want two and a quarter. Jake Lee and Eichemann should be a banger. I went two and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Suwamakumo Arashi, which is a bunch of just hoss, which I love. I went two and a half. Mm-hmm. Mihara Yoshitatsu. I went three and three and a quarter. Now, yeah, I put a lot of question marks. I mean, night one, yeah. I mean, Suwama, I just put fine match. The main event, I was like, huh? Uh, so, you know, it was, it was more <laughs> for that reaction where, you know, like you said, and, you know, I'm sure as a lot of people were thinking, it was just more of the uh, surprise factor, the wow so factor. Let me, let me look at this. So last year, Champions Carnival, day one, Daichi Hashimoto, who, by the way, uh, I criticize, but he, he is having a hell of a year. And if I could watch more Big Japan, he might have been in my mm-hmm. top ten. But regardless, Daichi Hashimoto against Takashi Yoshida, the, the R.E.D. Japanese version of Alex Mello. I went three and a quarter. <laughs> so I immediately, in that match, went as good as I did it with the Miyahara match. Three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. We move on. Jake Lee, Naoya Nomura. I went four and a quarter. Nice. Odor and Suwama. I went three and a quarter. Um, the last two matches on that night, they were on the A block. Shuji Ishikawa, Yuji Okabayashi. I went four and a half. And Kento Miyahara at Sushi Aoki. I went Four and a half. So I went three and a quarter, three and a quarter, four and a quarter, four and a half, four and a half. This year I went two and a quarter, two and a half, two and a half, three and a quarter. Like it's, it's a, that's a massive drop. You know what I mean? That, that is a massive drop. With, you know, half of the same talent there. But also, like, I mean, Nomura's missing. But I think Ayagi was a fine substitute mm-hmm. for Nomura in this tournament. Yep, and and I do agree. Like I I I do agree with that. Um, but like I'm just looking at some of these things. Like, you know, uh, Zeus and Okabayashi four and a half better than anything on this show. Well, Miyahara, Okabayashi. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you put on that five star beggar against some random guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, a few months I, ago. There's a reason Okabayashi's in my like top three for rest of yeah. 2020. You're right. But like Kento Bihar and Ryoji Sai. I went a whole, I went three and three quarters. Yeah, but Ryoji Sai owned that tournament. He was such an undercard. I I get what you're saying, but. But can you say that Ryoji Sai is as good as Shatero Ashino? Booking-wise, yeah. He was booked a lot stronger. (laughs) That's for damn sure. um, Shuji Ishikawa, who's gotten in the best shape of his life, lost a ton of weight, and so he can move again. Him and mm-hmm. Kento Miyahara, I went three and a half last year. I went four and a half. 
Like this tournament, like Zeus, Ryoji Sai. Obviously, you're talking about Ryoji Sai, but I went four and a quarter. Dude, Gianni Valletta, Kento Miyahara, I gave the same rating that Shotaro Ashino got with Miyahara. You you <laughs> cannot tell me that Gianni Valletta is as good no. as Shotaro Ashino. Close. Miyahara, Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi, I went four and a half last year. This year, I went three and a quarter. Whoa! Hold the brakes, sir. I gave that shit. Four and a half. I thought that was an awesome match. This this year? Yeah. Okay, that's tight. Now, one thing that intrigued me <laughs> is, is Kento Miyahara and Zeus last year. I, I gave four and three quarters slash five. That was the one I didn't know if I wanted to go the full five or not. It sounds like it's going to be that good this year. So I'm really intrigued. Yeah. But, you know, I look at B-Block. Jake Lee, Naoya Nomura went four and a quarter. Obviously, we didn't have Naoya Nomura, which was a huge crutch. That sucks. Yes. But I, I was going to say, but then these other ones, but they all have Nomura. Nomura Tatsu, three and three quarters. Nomura Redmond, three and three quarters. Suwama Jake Lee, I went three and three quarters on. This wow. year, Suwama Jake Lee, I went three and a half. So it's still good, but not as good as the year before. Nomura and Takashi Ishida, three and three quarters. Um, Suwama Nomura, four and three quarters. Daichi Hashimoto. God, imagine that match now. Oh, like, it's just, last year's carnival was so good. that It's, it it's funny like that you said Joe Doring, and I was like, it seems like he hasn't wrestled in a decade. <laughs> <laughs> but you just Joe saw Joe Doring, a mirror <laughs> at Cork and Hall. And y'all should listen to WrestleCast Radio, the number one podcast on radio. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget me and Isaiah going to breakfast on the day of Wrestle Kingdom and Joe Doring's walking out of the breakfast buffet that the hotel gives you complimentary. By the way, if you guys are going to Tokyo, stay at the Iden Hotel. The breakfast that you get complimentary is probably like a $20 buffet that you get for free every day. Like, oh, wow. It's incredible. Like, if if there was if COVID wasn't a thing, my bonus is big enough to the point that I was going to ask you if you want to go to Tokyo if I paid for the airfare. Oh, fare. sweet! Well, <laughs> but with, with COVID, there's probably nothing to do with COVID this year. Well, uh, looks like I, we're like, going to Mania in Tampa. Uh, I'll never, save never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's like, go to Dominion. It, like, oh, that's a good. Good ass fucking idea, but like the buffet was incredible. We're waiting in line to get in, and the guy's like, "Oh, hello, guys, welcome to see you again. You know, great, great to see you. Like the nicest people you ever meet." And here comes this big hoss dude walks by, and he's thanking everyone, and they're thanking him. He goes, "Yeah, you better let them in. Those are two good Midwest boys right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool." And then we just high five Joe Doring as he leaves, and we're like, "Yep." And the guy looks at us like. You know Joe? Like, hey, we're Midwest boys. <laughs> and that, like, we're that cool. Oh, so dope. Did you throw, did you throw that guy then uh, some WrestleCast bracelets? I uh, No, that was the guy at Corican who uh, told me I was famous. That, 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 have I told you that story? That's like the uh-uh. number one moment of my life. I've, I've never told you this story. God, uh, I wish re- Refresh the, the listeners there. Not so either. we're at New Year's Dash, and uh, we're in the standing room only section at Corican because of how packed it was. Because it was Okada and Tanahashi as a tag, and people got wind of it, even though they announced the show that day. Mm-hmm. And we're upstairs, and 
This is before um, Izuka came walking through our upper deck level stairs where we all screamed like we were afraid of him, which was awesome. And uh, this dude comes over and he's like, oh my God, you are famous. And it's the guy sitting on a chair making sure that nobody walks in a standing room without a standing room ticket. It's the, the usher guy. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, nah, you just, I, people tell me I look like Daniel Bryan if that's what you're thinking, but I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, no, no, no. And I say, he goes, this guy is not famous at all. I was like, yeah, he's right. Dude starts fucking with his smartphone and he pulls up the WrestleCast Twitter. He goes, I follow you on Twitter. Your show Whoa. is amazing. You're famous. And I lost, and Isaiah goes, holy shit. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I gave him every bracelet I was wearing. <laughs> and like, this dude's taking pictures. And all, I mean, it was crazy. And he's talking to me about all this wrestling stuff. And I mean, it was wild. So he tells me he's going to be at the Noah show the next day. So we go to the Noah show and I bring my WrestleCast, the gray shirt. I think it was the gray shirt I had with me. And I gave it to him as a gift. And, cool. uh, and I was like, here you go, man. He goes, I do not have gift for you. Uh, this is not, I, I, I can't take it. I was like, bro, you have no idea the amount of just amazement you've given me and the smile you put on my face <laughs> that somebody in Japan, like we see these numbers on our feed that say 2% of your listeners are in Japan. Well, somehow I have just met one of those 2%. Like, I was like, <laughs> this is incredible. And then like he, he met us at the D, the, uh, the fight club pro show and was apologizing that he didn't have a gift again for me. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to, I don't want that. <laughs> but the dude's well, wearing the wrestle cast bracelets and shit. And Isaiah's just dumbfounded that this is happening. But there was a guy literally that works at Cork and hall who listens and follows. He might be listening right now for all we know. Uh, hey, I was about to say, if you're listening, sir, thank you so much. Read, tweet at us so, so we can give you a, a proper shout out next show. It's just incredible. Like That's this tight. guy literally is a ticket taker at Corican Hall. And he was embarrassed that he left his seat to take a picture with me. Oh, no, that's so cool. Which well, it's like the guys we met at All In. Where they were yeah. like, what's your show? We're like, Russell gets like, hey, I, I have your show. I, I, I subscribe. I was like, we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. We're from L.A. You know, we're just bullshitting. You know, we're, yeah, all, we're at that, all buzzed uh, out. Land. Yeah, we're at the weigh-in there. And I'm sure we're on Fight TV because they interviewed us. And I was like, afterwards, they're like, wow, we drink and or uh, I might have. <laughs> Before that, we're all like, yeah. Revolution! Woo! Uh, this guy in front of us is all like, "Yeah, I listen to your show." We're like, "What? Tight, thanks." Yeah, it's just it was crazy, man. It just, and I think that's what blew my mind the most about it was because now that you mention it, we had that interaction at All In, but then four months later, I met Cork and Hall, yeah. and a guy who works at Cork and Hall is like, "You're famous." And I'm like, get and, the fuck out of here, dude. Like, what are you be, talking about? To be fair, though, on Blog Talk Radio, I think I, I checked, I did a random sample search of wrestling shows on Blog Talk Radio. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I think we were like the fifth or sixth show to pop up when you type in wrestling or pro wrestling. So, like, oh, cool. And then I was like, hey, I want to see how many listens they have via Blog Talk. I know. Apple and Spotify, it's different, you know, algorithms and, and different listeners, but just through blog talk. 
And I think, Ryan, after I sample-sized over 10 shows, and we were still had less episodes than majority of them, I think we were number three. Hell and if yeah. you don't count PW Torch, we were in the top five, you know, minus their shows. But yeah. over listens and everything and the amount of episodes is like, holy shit. This That's cool. awesome, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that there's people on the other end of this that are really listening. Yeah, I just thought, my mom does, I always thought she does. She's like, oh yeah, sometimes. I'm like, oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> like, Gene listens all the time. Get on it, Carol. <laughs> you know, so, we, I mean, we appreciate you guys that are listening. Like, there's people right now that are listening to this. And it's, it, it's, it's crazy to think, like, now that we're talking about it, that there's people who are sitting up at 1242 Central Time in the morning, and they're like, I wish you guys would just shut the fuck up and talk about Dragon Gear or something. Because <laughs> you have time. <laughs> you know what I and mean? I don't say, uh, uh, yeah, uh, like I used to, like, two years ago. But yeah, no, I. But I it's probably because I don't do this Not two shows ago. That's okay. We we love that Alex does it. It's just like we used to play this all the time. Do you remember this song? Oh yeah. No hoes pod. Oh yeah. Um, I I can't believe I never told you that story. That was. The I still can't believe you didn't like Champion. Well, that you do, uh, didn't like uh, Ayagi and and uh, Miyahara Miyahara. Well, that's the as thing. much like, as last not, year. It's not that I didn't like it, but I just like it was a letdown. I thought that tournament. was the match of the tournament for me. I thought that was the uh, Jake Lee had some really standout matches though. Didn't it so, feel I mean, like he, it finally clicked? Yo, for sure. For sure. When he cut that promo after he main evented, what was it, night three when he beat Suwama, yep. and how excited he was on that promo. He's raising his hands, trying to get the crowd to, you know, clap along. I was like, wow. I honestly was happy. I smiled. I'm like, oh my God, I feel so good for him. Kind of like Yoshihashi right now in the G1 where I'm like, <laughs> what the hell am I thinking? But for these two, I'm like, okay, finally, you know, instead of bagging and wishing their potential will be more, it's finally here. And guess what? I mean, Yoshihashi's old AF, but Jake Lee is, is still a baby. And for him to really get it now, I'm all for it. I'm all with, in. With with how good his tournament was, were you, were you as shocked as I was at Zeus beat him? Oh, yeah. I was 100%, 100%. shocked. That was that was the that was the upset of the year, and I shouldn't say it's an upset because Zeus would beat my ass if I told him that was Cause, an upset. Because we all thought it was a shoe in that yeah. it was Jake Lee's tournament even before. And not only not only a shoe in, but he started figuring it out. It seemed like yes. it was even it was even so you're more rooting like, for him. Yeah, <laughs> damn, that's good booking. And then Zeus <laughs> beats his fucking uh, ass. Uh. <laughs> now, to be fair. Um, what is that Zeus, arm chin lock chokehold that he has, yeah, like, by the way? Like what a, is that called? Still, it looks like a modified stretch plum. Um, uh, you, you know what it should be called? It should be huh. called the necktie. Because <laughs> he looks Boom. bomb as hell and dies. <laughs> so Toshiaki Kawada used to do a dragon sleeper, and then he would bend the arm back with a leg. Jesus. And he called Ow. it the stretch plum. His stomach didn't get in the way? No, he was too tight for that. He had that so, cook, you know, over overlap. Yeah, I, I got a lot the of sake. Ab, 
I, I have the six pack that's hiding under a blanket, so you don't know it's there. But it's like a really thick, uh, oversized blanket. <laughs> hey, I got my pony keg covering my uh, my bottom floor. I got a two. I got an upper two, but man, that's that pony keg ain't leaving. <laughs> so it's almost like he puts him in a stretch plumb, but then he just bends their head sideways with this disgusting yeah. standing crossface. How does like, Miyahara get out of that? God, I want to watch this main right I, now. And that's the one thing, too, is I think there's still a shot that whoever wins this match doesn't beat Suwama, and then Jake Lee still beats Suwama. Or... As, but or, why? Or, if Suwama's hurts, I mean, he's, so, he's tapping the dudes. He's losing the Eichemann. So Again, so I get it, story. Here's here's the easiest way I see them booking this, but I may be way wrong. Is I think there's a shot to because once again it doesn't hurt him because it's not a new guy beating him. Mm-hmm. I think Zeus beats Miyahara. Okay. And then I think Zeus loses to Suwama, so Suwama can get that win back from mm. the submission. And then Jake Lee, who was the runner-up in that block, A block, faces Suwama, and Jake Lee wins the title. Hmm. That's how I think it's going to go. That's some uh, 2007 WWE booking, but I, I mean, I'm all for that. You know what Don't I'm all get for? Me wrong. Coming up, uh, uh, Violent Giants are going to defend the tag titles against uh, Kumarashi and Shotaro Ashino. <laughs> that's their next title defense. That's gonna rock. And and that's Dude. how you make uh Ashino look strong again. I mean, you know, like I was saying when you were recovering your, your huge gash on your foot there. Which, yeah, I'm are, are you okay that. by the way? It's just yeah, it's just like how I have two giant scars on my knee from this desk when I've done radio with you where I'm just like, Oh god, Alex, I'm bleeding. And I'm sending you pictures of my knee scripted open like I'm bleeding. Didn't you get one of those Miyahara towels? The best of the best ones? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm looking new? at it right now. No, I got that, bitch. It's autographed and everything. I, I'm holding it over my head right now. Did he autograph so, it while you were marking out, or were they already autographed? No, I, I, I walked up to him, and I, and I was like, and I pointed at the towel, and then he told me how much it was, and then I gave him that again, and then he signed it and gave it to me. And then I did the motion for a picture, and he, he smiled and said yes. And then Isaiah took my phone, and then me and Miyahara touched shoulders, and I got horny. And then we both did, like, a fist. <laughs> well, I did a fist, and he did a thumbs up, but I had a boner. I didn't want anyone to see it. And then I did, like, the fist, because for some reason, it's just like when me and Jen went backstage at ROH, and we took a picture with Kevin Owens, and we took pictures with Adam Cole and the Briscoes. I'm always doing a fist like a boxer. Some stupid ass reason. <laughs> it's so dumb. But I'm just leaning on me hard. I'm like, yeah. And then he took the picture. It's crazy. Was he champ at that time? Yes, he was wearing the triple crown. While and he, he was, was working gimmick a gimmick table. Yeah, it was after the show. He's he was at the gimmick table wearing the title. Wow. He he just That's... got done beating Ty from Dragon Gate. That show. baffles me. Just selling his gimmicks. It's champ. 
Aki didn't turn on him yet. I mean, he could have worked. Yeah, he could have Yuma do his shit for him. But that's good. I mean, but now you have that picture and that story and and that uh, hidden bone forever. I just, I just tongue kissed the autograph. <laughs> Whoa! And that's how Corona <laughs> Stage Two gets spread across <laughs> Minnesota. Just like that, WrestleCast is gonna be on a commission for three weeks again. God, that's one of the best sounders ever. God, Sportscast is some of the greatest sounders ever. God, I miss Sportscast Radio. I actually watched sports, and then it was so weird yesterday. I watched four different sports. Five if you include, well, I include wrestling as a sport. So five different sports I watched in one day around at the same time. It was bonkers to me. It was bonkers. Do you think 2020 is throwing me a bone? Uh, no. After my recent turn of events? Because oh, the Tampa Bay Lightning just won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah, but that's more Demtris' team than yours. No, bullshit. I brought him onto that bolt train. I don't know. Shoot it out. Derek Fury on Twitter at WrestleCast underscore SM. Also, our fan base. Give us a shout. Give us a follow. Hold on. Wait. Here. Hold on. Is he right there? (laughs) No, he's he's not right here right now. uh, Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. So Tampa wins. Dodgers are about, I mean, let's be real. They're going to win. The gimmicks. The Lakers are going to win on Friday. God, I hope not. That's what I'm saying. Like, I might get all three. I mean, the Vikings ain't going to win. The Cardinals ain't going to win. No, no. God, no. I mean, what about your WNBA pick? Were, were you... Did you pick no, Seattle? No. You like Seattle? No, no. You Wait, have reached the voicemail box of 651. He, he didn't answer. Why didn't he do a gimmick? You I was gonna call Gary out. I was gonna call him out and be like, "Hey, who got you in the lightning, bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna text him right now. Steven Stamkos. Stamkos, by the way, played. Uh, he only took one shot in the Stanley Cup final, and he scored on that. And he only played three shifts because he was so injured, but he refused to not play. So they let, nice. they let him play like 36 seconds, and he scored on his only shot. Oh. Jesus, uh, really? Game three. Yep, game three. And what was awesome is Gary Bettman goes up to the podium and he's like, he's like, we're, you know, this is now where we present the title to the Tampa Bay Lightning, but we're going to do it a little different this year. I apologize. So if everybody can come up here, we'll take the picture. So all the Lightning surrounded the thing and they take the picture. And this is where your boys started crying in a second here. So you can, if you want to picture me as a pussy, get ready because I started crying. But um, Batman then goes, thank you all for the picture. And right now it is proud for me to announce uh, and to um, your 2020 Stanley Cup champions. We're, we want to present this award to Steven Stamkos. And he doesn't wow. present it to the Lightning. And the wow. team agreed that they wanted to present the Stanley Cup to Stammer and not the Lightning team because of just what Stamkos has done and meant to that team. Well, and yeah, Sam I mean, Coast is all confused. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's confused. And everyone's like, get up here, get up here. And he's like, what's going on? And 
And Bettman's like, this is for you. And I started crying like a little wow. bitch at this point. But, so what Stamper is he, like 31, 32? But he seems like he's been playing for like 20. Well, he came to the league when he was 18, I that's believe. That's true. Very true. Jeez, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't see that. He's that's only really 30. Cool. Yeah, he was born in 1990. <laughs> I was about to say, so did, is he going to retire? But no, he's 30. He's going to. He's gonna wait until next fall. Yeah, yeah. He's got maybe one more year left. He's got a year to like, you know, chill out. But I'm just saying, like, I might get a Lightning, Dodgers, and Lakers championship in like the same like four week span. I feel like this is 2020 throwing me a bone. Going, look, man. Oh, and I was also given permission to write up your uh, your summary. For, for certain things, too, so uh, I'm going to get you lucky. Hey, let's go, baby! I'm, I'm raising the roof right now, like, tanking. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, Erie is tight. Just letting Miyahara walk past him. <laughs> I forget it? that he's a part of Purple Haze. I'm like, what is going... Like, I saw that, like, during one of the... Uh, I think it was the uh, night five where I was like, Erie, what the hell? I'm really confused. <laughs> I, I I refuse to watch it until we're done here because I, I want to see this thing. Well, I mean, it's a Miyahara match. So what do you do for the first 10 minutes? You walk around <laughs> the outside. So you're, I mean. And, and you pull somebody's head against the ring post and go. I don't know if he has. Yeah, he's done that to Zeus, right? Probably. I just, I, that would be move that would be cool that Zeus always blocked every time. Here's That'd what I'm really for cool. is I see the black arena at Corican and Zeus and Miyahara on the screen and my computer is paused at one hour and 38 minutes with two hours and 27 minutes meaning this thing is going to be like 35 minutes. This is going to be awesome. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. My god. Yep, just walking around. It's 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 fine. So Champions Carnival, not a big hit for Ryan. I I, I give it the whole tournament a, a three, three out of five. It, my problem was I I had too high of expectations. Yeah, yeah. The only letdown is on myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like, mean. You've had your fair self, uh, fair share of yourself, so yeah, I can see where that could be a problem. I, myself, it sucks. <laughs> you know, it doesn't suck. Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the best. You've heard the greatest. They're currently offline because it's an issue of iTunes, something about a hack. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, for your ears only, WrestleCast Radio. EWI sucks. <laughs> hey, Sage King, guess what? You're a... <laughs> I I I gotta play this just for shits and giggles because I I laugh and forget how good this is. Greetings and salutations to all the listeners of WrestleCast Radio. This is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Not only am oh, I Ryan's man. favorite wrestler, but I'm also the co-host's favorite wrestler. And Ryan's not a good enough friend to name his co-host <laughs> in this request for this particular video. So Ryan, you and your co-host 
have issues to talk about. But if you're listening to Russell Cast Radio, you're probably listening to me blather on. And I wanted to say, I hope you guys have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Um, 2020 is going to be a great year for AEW. Oh. I'm sure it'll be also great for Russell Cast Radio. And no matter what you do, remember that I will SC you later. I mean, he's right. Revolution yeah. happened. Revolution. Yeah. That was tight. And he made me look like a dickhead. <laughs> Sold a lot of merch. And yeah, he deserves to call you out. Many a years, I, I wish I would have called you out on, on lots of stuff. But I, I just, I brush it off. Oh, so thanks, so uh, Fallen Angel. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> that's really good. You, you know what I want to say to Chris Daniels, Alex, is this. Why not, though? Who's trying to keto now, dickhead? <laughs> I I laughed so hard when I when I saw that email. Of, uh, it, was, it was from Christopher Dale for the intro. And he, and he said that. I started laughing so hard. I was like, what a dick. Oh, it's so perfect. Oh, I loved it. I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. It was so good. <laughs> you win this round. You win this round. <laughs> When you did the woo, I thought I was listening to a Conrad Thompson podcast for a second. It's like, hit the fast forward button. Because, you know, he has he does the the Ric Flair intro before his uh, insurance gimmick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, MLS number 647578. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you listened to the shows this week, but apparently his server Dog, exploded. Um, oh, so he hasn't been able to do shows. So Bischoff's been doing a lot of, you know, best of, but also the ad free show stuff. So it's kind of nice getting getting that. So it's like the, the Bischoff, they re aired that. Uh, Bischoff shoot interview one, but they actually on 83 weeks uh, did a Bischoff interviewing David Arquette because the documentary oh, was that. a family to oh. see. So it was really awesome hour interview to kind of, you know, discuss how it happened, what happened, the aftermath, the movie, this and that, Eric's involvement in that. Uh, so that was cool. The Arn Anderson show, I think uh, they did a best of, uh, no, they, they, they did air that one. Um, but uh the what happened when so again a best of but what's cool about these is shivani and bischoff are doing the air the ad reads on them okay so it's kind of like a new flavor a new flow to it and, and bischoff just hearing them read these ads i'm like i would buy that product where some of the other times i'm like <laughs> whatever fast forward but i'm like that's enjoyable that was a good cut you know i was like I, doesn't I'll... bischoff sound like a guy who just knows what the hell he's talking about He's a Minnesota guy, so yeah. Oh, I mean, he's great. I would love to pick his brain. Like, when we were supposed to, Tony Schiavone, um, get him on the show for, you know, when we're part of podcast show, um, I kind of wish we got Bischoff, because, again, to pick his brain, mm-hmm. and I love how he, you would obviously run the interview, because you rapid fire, but are questioning less nerves, as I would have, but like, I love how his non-bullshit approach. He's like, just come with, come with, come with the strong mm. question, and then you know, I will give you the longest, bestest answer I can give you. And you're like, holy and shit! And the best I part about that. that is that long answer just makes it that much easier to to ask the next question too. Yeah, which is oh, why it would have been because you so can fix much better than Shivani. Yeah, it would have been one of those things where it would have been, you say this, okay, great, here comes this. 
Oh, fantastic. And then as we get into All In that Thursday night, and I remember I was heading down that long stretch of the hallway. I forgot where you and, uh, and Fury were. But I see Shivani enter. You know, he literally just landed, looked tired and angry as hell. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he had college such and such yesterday. So, you know, I kind of forgave him. You know, I was pissed for a couple of weeks. But I was like, oh, you he's so like, enjoying Shivani, you kayfabed us, you bitch. Uh, I, I just felt more bad for him, you know. Yeah, this was before everything be took fair, off for him, but I was like, "Wow, he was—he looked really, really beat up." And like to be fair, we didn't have any prep for Tony Schiavone coming. Yeah, out. yeah. It would have been—it would have been exactly what happened when Veda Scott sat down and you fucking bailed on me, and, and I had to try to interview her. And she, you know what she was talking about. The irony, though, her commentary on Dark, good stuff. Yeah. The, during that woman stuff, good stuff. I like when I interviewed Leva Bates, and I just turned it into a video game conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say to her. All right. That's hey, work. you. <laughs> I get to see Demetrius drooling in the background. Uh, Didn't he hug her like 19 times? Yes. And then he had me take pictures, too. It was really creepy. Is she wearing blue pants? No, but I think she was drunk when she sat down with us. I'm pretty sure she was drunk when she interviewed us. <laughs> well, or when the we bar, to her, be fair, that. the bar was right there. Yeah, because I remember when, when she sat down, I was like, I'm a little tipsy because of our intermission, I went to that bar and had like two double shot, like rum and cokes. And mm-hmm. she looked at me and gave me the, I'm drunk. And I gave her the look like, so am I. And then we just started talking about video games instead of wrestling. So I think both parties cool. knew that we were kind of having the, uh, we're just having a good time because this is an awesome experience. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I praise the Lima Bates interview way more than Beta Scott. Beta yeah. Scott sat down as, as I was ready to announce her as the number three worst woman wrestler in the world. Yeah. <laughs> when they're like, Beta Scott's coming to sit down. I was like, what? And you're like, I'll see ya. And I was like, no. <laughs> and I, I had to close that notebook and I threw that bitch across the table so damn fast. <laughs> yeah, I knew the, the train wreck that would have uh, possibly happened. And, and I tell you flat out, bro, I would have the same thing to you. If, if if you would have had her as like your second worst woman wrestler of the year, I would have yeah. said, well, I got to take a shit. You take care of this one, Alex. I would have left you hanging with her too. Oh, it's like the ad from Friday where, you know, the, the dude's trying to get uh, DJ Pooh, uh, mm-hmm. is the, the actor, um, trying to get his bike back from Debo. And then Debo's, you know, all, you know, he scared him off. You know, he's like, hey, what bike, you know, what chain, you know, all this other stuff. And then, you know, he's like, you want some of this old man? And he's like, no, no. <laughs> That's just how I was. And I want nothing to do with this three minutes. Oh, seemed like and I just remember Demetrius is just snickering and I can see him like, you son of a bitch, because you know why he's standing next to you. And Demetrius <laughs> knew how pissed I was. <laughs> it was great. And I will stand to this day. That was I would have done the same thing. Fantastic rib. It was beautiful. 
And that that's 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 what you do. You put the people on their toes when they're not ready for it. I love it. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> you see somebody scrambling and you go, That's my boy, but I'm gonna screw with them. Hasta mañana. <laughs> <laughs> that was tremendous. That was tremendous. Like and, and that's the thing is like the MJF one and the Matthew one, mm-hmm. those were more those to me felt more like give us some good content. Yeah, oh, gotcha. That but was, leave I mean... <laughs> but yeah, but no. Vita Scott didn't feel like, give us good content, it was, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Don't tell her she's <laughs> dog shit to her face. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I respect him so much. That was fun, man. As much as there was so many things that were supposed to happen that didn't happen that really bit us in the ass, that whole experience was awesome. Like I was thinking I saw about some that cool the panels. other days. Yeah, I, I re- it was really cool. The shows are fun. Having the access to do all that stuff was great. Yeah, the Talking box security thing was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and, we got front row to that after we're supposed to be in the back as press, yeah. and then we were like, "No, let's go in the front corner and see Cody Rhodes two feet away." and Rotten punches and all that. <laughs> and we had to see Cody Rhodes go, he's trying to fuck on fuck me. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then in that same room, we, we got to see uh, Demetrius called out on the Arts yeah, Wrestling Jimmy Podcast. Yeah, was talking shit to him. It was great. <clears throat> but, oh, uh, my God. When it's all said and done, dude, that's one of the best live shows I've ever went to in my life. What, Wrestle Kingdom uh, 13? No, All Out. Oh, you went to All Out? Tight. I or thought we, All we, In we, was amazing. Or we went to All because In. Because <laughs> Okada and Marty Skrull, I still say, is the best match on that card from that night. Oh, also good. top five, if not top three of the year. That match is so fucking I, good. I've never had a wrestling show stood on the back of a chair and the, the arm of another chair to do a pose for, for a wrestler walking to the ring in my entire yeah. life. Like, that was such a good show. Yeah. The atmosphere with Cody and Magnus, the match wasn't great. Oh, man. It was a two and a half star match. But Cody getting that color, everyone behind him, and then he wins the 10 pounds of gold. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. And then the lights go out and Jericho. And it was third. Yeah. Like, holy shit. And the four-way women's match was bonkers. Oh, and let's not forget the Cracker Barrel match, which was insanely oh my fun. Janella, Dick oh. Druids, <laughs> Dick Druids, and then and then people don't realize that losing in the opener dark match is MJF losing to uh, Matt Cross. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, and dog. Like, that show was just incredible. And I will never forget when I went outside with Demetrius. We're standing there, and I'm like, hey, you got a lighter? And he goes, I don't know what the hell happened to it. And the student goes, I have one for you, sir. And I was like, who's calling me, sir? And I turn around, and there's a dude from New Japan with a New Japan AEW lanyard, like a credential. And I just spent the next 10 minutes talking to some credential guy who works for New Japan. <laughs> Oh, my God. The show was just so good. It was so incredible. Yeah. 
after oh, the show was one of the worst nights of my life. Though. Oh that my god, freaking atrocious! I have I have never seen so much trouble trying to get a lift in my entire life. I don't get how both of our cards, which we all had money on, it was thrilling to connect to their site. <laughs> well, well Demtris is in that money on. That's but fair. So there's two of us. <laughs> It was so weird. I had to pay a limo guy who was sitting there because it was three and almost three. No, it was probably about one. We're stuck there. And I was like, dude, if I pay you 40 bucks, will you take me back to this area so I can get the car, come back, you know, another 20 minutes, get you guys. And then be like, okay, what the bleep? And then he was, I'm like, you know, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. 10 minutes passed by. He's still there. I'm like, dude, you're not going to make any money. I need to get back or I'm going to murder these people I'm with because holy shit. And then, yeah, finally I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. I, I have no idea how, like we try to get an Uber from that arcade and it's like it $140. So yeah. And then it's just the the point where we, we couldn't even get one. That was ridiculous. Yeah. The servers and were so backed up. It was insane. We, we to like seven different areas of the inside and outside of that building and nothing yeah. worked. Yeah. yeah that, I, I forgot about how bad that was. That was horrible. Horrible. Because we but were trying to... Day, do... We got where we were wrestling. So that was even cooler. Yeah. So that, yeah, we were... <laughs> Once we got back to the hotel, everything was great. Yeah. It's like the Iron Sheik thing. Everything else was fine. <laughs> Well, no, after I told you guys about the shirts and the parking and how I was going to go, and then you're like, no, and then it happened the exact way I said it, and that was pretty bad. With which one? Where I was like, hey, you guys meet at this corner. I'm going to get the car. have the shirts ready. No, no, because, you know, everyone was leaving at the same time. Because I'm like, we got to get up and dash. (laughs) You guys have nowhere to be seen. You guys are like, oh, I don't know how to open your trunk. I'm like, how the fuck do we open your trunk? Sorry for my language. <laughs> like, I don't I open do this trunk. There's five cars behind us. There's ODB's food truck, RIP to the original one, right there. I'm trying to get out. We got to go to Warrior Wrestling. We skip our podcast spotlight gimmick because it was like 2.30 on a Sunday. It's like, well, oh, it's yeah. a free wrestling show. We that had that cool. shitty ass um, radio one time slot. Yeah. And well, so like, we no, all we, agree. And that was we had to get to so, that show. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the guy the car me, thing. That was the only thing. What's that? The, the guy called me from that that like radio one, and I was so uh-huh. embarrassed that we couldn't do it. I just didn't answer. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I gotta answer. And then I remember I put my suit on. We went to a Super America or a Seven Eleven, and I had to bring like a like a hubcap into the bathroom for like the key. Mm-hmm. And the guys looked at me Chicago. all weird. Yeah, I was like, I was like, hey, do you have a bathroom? And I had my suit over my shoulder. He's like, what's that? And I was like, I I just gotta put a suit on because we're doing radio somewhere. And he takes that. He goes, you might want to go to the back one. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking Whoa. <laughs> I was in the back room turned that key in put my suit on handed him the hubcap and I was like let's go St. Paul and then we rocked out yeah my house was like four minutes from the school so we, we could have just went there too 
be fair, we didn't know what the turnout was going to be like. We didn't know what was going to happen going to that. Yeah. There's actually a guy who watches Summit every Friday night. Um, His name is Chi-Tone Slacker. And Mm -hmm. he is one half of the official Warrior Warrior Wrestling podcast they do. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And he they have a said, podcast? Wow. Yeah, they, they they have a podcast. The there's a Warrior Wrestling podcast before every show. And he said he remembers us uh being there at that Rich Swan show with David Arquette and all that. Nice. You remember David Arquette just walks up to our table, yeah, shakes my hand around, I was like, Hey everybody, David Arquette's right here. And yeah, that was so surreal. And then like Zachary Wentz coming up as we're setting up. I think this is when it was uh, the one you couldn't make. And then he's like, hi, I'm Zachary. And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? How, you know, but not interesting because he looked like a child. You know, he just looked <laughs> like a dude. Like, hey, man, nice to meet you. Hey, we're Russell Casarino. Cool. And then, like, it dawned on me literally a year and a half later where I was watching a Rascals match. And I was like, wait, I literally zoomed back in time. I was like, woof. And I was like, holy shit, that guy was the, hey, I'm Zachary, nice to meet you, what's your name? And I'm like, I just totally blew, like, a smile, I'm like, holy, (laughs) you guys rule, I thought you were just some dude, and now you're one of the best deathmatch wrestlers of 2020. You know, it just, it boggles my mind, I was like, what? And then Christopher Daniels, all them walking, I see you walking. Kaz is like, hey, how's it going, guys? I'm like, holy shit, what's happening right now? So, <laughs> shout out but to Warrior Wrestler. We got to make I, it out in 2021. The, uh, yeah, hell yeah. We, I, I wish you could have did some of those stadium shows that just happened. Because they just oh. have three stadium shows, yeah. I was off that day, weekend yeah. of the first one where, you know, pre-COVID for the final two. But I was so bummed where we already had, you know, that's when we went to Duluth as a family. And I'm all like, God, what? How do I get out of this? The loop was great though. I was like, How do, I get, like, how do I get to Chicago Heights, Illinois, to go see the stadium okay. show? Bro? How, how do you? How Family do you think time up cool. on the way because Ryan needs to come with. Yeah, <laughs> I still remember too the one we were at. Uh, Rich Swans walking by, and I, I, I jumped up with Rowan, oh, yeah. baby. And he's like, oh my god, you remember Ronan? He goes, Ronan, baby. <laughs> oh, gross. Was that the James Elworth, hey, watching my pictures? Yeah, when he was, when Tessa Blanchard, like, ditched him to go sit next to Austin Aries. Yeah. Yeah, Elworth, he goes, hey, can you make sure nobody takes any of my stuff? <laughs> and we're Finally. like, shut the fuck. I got so we're not After the shit. longest, because we were getting, you know, we're packing our stuff, we're getting ready for the show. But like, after ten of the longest minutes, I was all like, "Oh my god!" Like, I gotta go. Like, this is the most stupidest thing ever. I'm watching James Ellsworth's <laughs> pictures. Yeah, no one gave a shit. Like, I was like, "I'm out. See long. you later." I don't give and a then Ellsworth probably, probably wandered in, wandered in there. And realized we weren't there watching his gimmicks anymore, and they were probably still all there. It's probably mad that <laughs> these random radio guys aren't watching their gimmicks, and it's like, screw you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not watching your shit, James Elworth. Oh, my God. <laughs> you ain't Kento Miyahara, baby. 
It's funny when you said that. He just did the Miyahara face, and I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> oh, Zeus, he's, he's Colossus. I just realized Zeus is Colossus from the X-Men arcade game. Now, don't tell me nothing about this match, because I'm going to watch it still. No, I'm just saying Zeus is Colossus. That was freaking cool. So, we, we don't have I'm a, not going to Randy have... Orton, Knight of Champions. <laughs> Got your do that in your religion. Oh, this is to keep you safe. <laughs> God, he's getting another title match. Put the voices in. Okay, so we don't have a ton of time left. We're almost done here. We we got work and things. You want to talk we're Dragon going Gate? Three. All right, we're going three. Well, then it's easy. You, you want to move into Dragon Gate? Oh, yeah. Dangerous Gate. <laughs> Hands down. Game, bro. Huh? Let's talk Dangerous Gate. This is this might be my show of the year. Yeah, I was about to say this is on my like possible best show. Like this is my number one, number two. I love Night One of Wrestle Kingdom, but this was a freaking fantastic show. Alright, so so eight matches on the show, right? Yeah. Here is my match rating starting low to high. Two and a half, three, three and a quarter. Three and three quarters, four, four and a quarter, four and a half, four and a half. <laughs> half of wow. my matches are over four stars. And then and the dark match, I thought was dark amazing match. because it ignited something crazy and a new rivalry, and it pisses off Io Watanabe of R.E.D. And yeah. I don't know this Kento Kabuni Kabani guy Kabune, is. Kabune, man, he's tight. Kabune, yeah, he's very tight because... My God. Awesome stuff, he, just to start it off. Uh, Kenta Kavude, I went two and a half, went to a draw. Great little match. I, yeah. I I say two and a half in the highest regard because I really liked the match. But I was like, holy shit, I didn't know this was an actual match on the card. Mm. I didn't know I was getting a Hio Watanabe match, and I didn't know I was getting Kenta Kavude. I'm not going to lie, the stunner into the roll-ups, uh, you know, kind of that uh, EO does one of my favorite signature moves in, in wrestling right now. Johnny, so love stunning. it so much. And then, then we move in. The show starts, and uh, instantly off the bat, I went three and three quarters. I am still, I'm going to give it a rewatch to maybe go four. Kaito Ishida via Tiger Suplex defeats Yosuke Santa Maria. Kaito Ishida is one of the most unsung heroes of this year. <laughs> He is so goddamn fucking good. Kaito Ishida is so good. I, I uh, sent you guys a, um, a Snapchat today, or like like right before we went on the air, Alex, of when Kaito Ishida was on the on the apron and he, and he charged, punted Yosuke Santa Maria. Like I was yeah. taking videos of that match, watching it. It was so good, <laughs> and I have. Four matches better than it. <laughs> I I thought That's Santa Maria was a formidable formidable opponent oh, uh, for Kickboy there. Great, I mean, man. she was she was strike for strike. The kind of roll up for kind of roll ups that these uh, that these two had was great. Ashita's like you said, is just damn good. Um, and one of the uh, Japanese wrestling I've, I've noticed, Puro, you know, the lariat. Is a, a top maneuver, but the German suplex, or, or more more importantly, the German bridge, 
is is on that uh, super kick level here in the states. But when you can do it as beautiful as uh, as uh, Kaito Ishida, mm-hmm. bar none, one, one of the best you know maneuvers you can see. And then when when Santa Maria kicks out of such a maneuver, you're like, holy shit, how how how? But, uh, <laughs> that Tiger suplex, uh, giving the Ishida the win there. Fourth defense, by the way, uh, one of the the best better champions uh, in all of professional wrestling right now, and, and definitely in one of the better, God, if not I the best faction so in all of wrestling. But yeah, hell of an opener uh, for the uh, the paying audience. Ishida is so flipping good. Yeah. Like, and and that's just me being one hundred percent honest. And the Bravegate run that he's on as champion, God, he's just killing it. And they did so much to elevate Yosuke Santa Maria, where you, like, I, I thought she was going to win. I truly thought she was winning this title. I'm, oh, I'm my God, yeah. And I'm going, well, well, she's obviously winning. And then Kaido Ishida continues to figure out ways to just get the W's. Well, yeah, again, counters into counters into counters, but no, he's, you know, like you and said, whole, he's that scummy heel, but it was and charge the rope in, in when I come off instead of throwing like a lariat, as an example, I come off and throw a, um, a small package. Yeah, that's <laughs> so just good. genius. I'm trying to take a picture of my TV to show you just in case if I'm hoping not a uh, clash of champions, Randy Orton. I rewound it to the beginning, but I just want to make a timestamp so you're not like just in case, like I said, it happens. So I see that the rules of your religion. So I put it uh, at like one thirty something. <laughs> then next up we get a uh, uh, Kanda, Hoholun, Gamma, and Kagatora on the losing end against Kaisuke Okuda, who we've been a big proprietor of from. DDT, he was mm-hmm. back in the. Um, oh, perfect. What what the hell is the guy's name that we loved in DDT that retired? Kota Ameda? No, not Kota Ameda. The is purple velvet. Kota? Yeah. Let me uh, find out. Retirement. No, why isn't it on here? But it was. Kai I'm Kiyo not sure, but Monday Ryu or Punch Tomonaga or. Uh, or, or excuse me, problem, problem dragon, whatever you want to, whatever you really want to call them. Uh, punch, punch Tomonaga and UT. I went three and a quarter. Uh, Kaisuke Okuda gets the GTS on uh, Yasushi Kanda. Kaisuke Okuda continues to look like a goddamn beast. Yes, Koto Omeda. You're right. It was Koto Omeda. Okay, that's what yep. I thought. Um, Kaisuke Okuda is so good. This match was great. Eight man tag, just straight. Go in there, go ham, boom, boom, boom. I loved it. I was I was all aboard on this one, man. What do you think of this eight man? Uh, the eight man. Let me get back to my notes. God, this show was so far ago. Oh, this, this might be my, yeah. It was nine twenty one. This might though be my show of the year. I, I I'm hard for like obviously Wrestle Cat Wrestle Kingdom night one oh. is going to be there, but. Man, no, is... this definitely was. I mean, I, going back to that eight man, yeah. I mean, it was it was a fine tag match in my eyes. Kajitora is you know amazing, but 
when you have a loon in the picture for me, you know, I'm sorry, it's going to drop a star. Uh, but I like how he lost and then oh, went to do commentary. commentary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like, and he wasn't good at that either. Like, speak at the main event, he goes, oh, now that you said all that, why don't you tell me what it means for each guy to lose? Not for me, but tell tell the fans what it means. <laughs> like, he's trying to act like he knew everything going on, and he's like, oh, tell them, not me. <laughs> uh, Don Fuji should have given him a, a power slam or two, uh, <laughs> as, as we saw in the, uh, the next match here. Uh Six-man tag here, uh, Don Fuji, Genki, Genki Horiguchi, and Ryo Saito uh, taking on Shuji Kanda, Masaki Mokuzuki, and, of course, Ultimo Dragon, or Ultimate for all you Americans. Um, what do you think of the uh, the six-man, the, the, the old-timer match? But I thought this was entertaining, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Don Fuji is, uh, is my unsung hero of 2020, by the way. I, I want three stars, and the easy three stars in this one. Uh, Dragon getting the win though. Did he get? I thought she just kind of got the win. Hilarious. Or was that the? There was one match where I saw where he got the win, but that that might have been the the one after. But sorry. Yeah, she just kind of does a big lariat on Genki Kong Gucci gets yes. the victory. Um, but it was good. It was a nice, simple match. You got all these guys on the card. Um, they do you favors. They do you numbers. So I I was. I was all about that. Uh, I went three stars. Probably uh, let me too high, but I liked it. Let me guess. Uh, this next match for you was one of your higher oh, rated shit. matches, if not the highest. Uh, Ryan's. Uh, let's be real. What wrestling dream? Uh, Naruki Doi, former uh, Open the Gate champion, uh, taking on KZ. That's right, KZ. A shirt Ryan can't even get. Because they were sure just like, nope, crazy time. we're not going to send it to you. Um, but anyways, uh, I don't know what that means. But um, <laughs> I mean, this this was a showcase. What it seems like KZ, uh, you know, that that's kind of his, his go-to at the moment over the last two years. Uh, you know, going against Mr. Dangerous Gate, as I found out, is the rookie Doi's gimmick there. Uh, which is pretty fun to uh, kind of see there. So it was nice to see these two here, but it was also nice to see Naruki Doi give KZ that Doi 5 off of the apron onto the floor. But these two oh were just my God. So, so great. The surprise finish for me, uh, especially after KZ took, as I wrote, 11 Doi 5s, um, where, you know, kind of the, the simplicity of that turnaround of events uh, you know, kind of took it out of me to give it, you know, a, a four and three quarters where I'd say it's more of about four, uh, four and a quarter, four and a half. If I have to do the rating there, definitely a must four. watch on the show. That That's for sure. Yeah, I went four, four, um, KZ one with the Anaconda Vice. Uh, it was awesome seeing KZ get the dub. I didn't think it was going to happen, but I went flat four. Um, if anyone went higher or lower, I totally can understand either way. But I was really into that match. KZ is so goddamn good. One of the most unsung heroes of the year. This was tremendous, man. Go out of your way to watch it if you didn't. Yeah. Uh, Naruki Doi, by the way, has sent two dudes to the hospital during uh, his <laughs> matches at Dangerous Gate. Hence the name there. Open a Triangle Gate Championship match. Guys, uh, championship. I'm going to up real quick. Uh, BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Strong Style Media. 
if you get cut off here to catch the rest of the show tonight. iTunes, Stitcher, everything you, you get your your pod, your cast, as Alex would say. Uh, as we will be leaving the live, live listeners here coming up uh, until the 10th of October at noon, 20% off. Use promo code FALL. Uh, use uh, look at the WrestleCast shirts. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Get yourself some shirts. Uh, do, you know, doing the doing the Alex Mello plug, which is I'm doing terribly. Loved it. No, that was that was <laughs> phenomenal. That was phenomenal. But yeah, um, if you get cut off, hit up, hit up that Blog Talk Radio, or just download us when we're done, and you can hear the remainder of our reviews and talks. We thank y'all for listening. Peace out. If you're on the live, that's 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 my weird. <laughs> that's your new sign off. I'm gonna try to do that next time too. <laughs> oh my god, rubble, rubble, rubble. But yeah, um, man, dude, KZ Doy was awesome, man. I went, I went, I went four stars. It was that's where my notes. Doesn't that bother going. you though? Like KZ's getting marked the whole match, and then you know just gets the vice no, on because Naruki Doy is such a veteran that he should be controlling the match, but because KZ yeah. is such a smart up-and-comer that when he saw one opportunity, he took it, and it gave him the W. Now, I went Wrestle Kingdom 11 on this. It's just the problem is there was no five-star, whereas Wrestle Kingdom 11, I went four and a quarter, four and a half, four and three quarters, five to close the show. It was just great consistency. I went four, four and a quarter, four and a half, four and three quarters. That's how I closed the show. So that's why I'm so in love with the show is every match got better. And I truly think the six-man tag was better than Doyen Casey. I went four and a quarter on this, man. Okay, okay. I, I, loved, I loved the results. I love Cyber Kong, a.k.a. Cosmo, Cosmo Sakamoto there. Um, yeah, Cosmo, Cyber Kong, Takashi Yoshida, Cosmo Sakamoto, Diamante. Yeah, just looking really, really awesome as a unit there as R.E.D. overtake you know the champs. The most? It has nothing to do with Ben K losing. You know what bothers me that they had lose the lose in the match, Alex? Uh, wasn't it uh, Ben K? No, it was this. Dragon Daya! <laughs> God damn it! Why did he lose this guy? Dragon Daya! I thought, I thought Kazma gave the pile driver to uh, Ben K after eating yeah, but, that knee. But remember they were building Dragon Die up to be like this guy and then yeah. he just I'm gonna play this in the back, I don't give a fuck. Dragon Dia <laughs> <laughs> I literally just stopped up this ten seconds ago. Oh, but I'm like, come on, man, I'm gonna die up. I just I thought they were having oh, such a late. good run. I was always you like that? Yeah, that was that was really nice. It made me want to watch anime. You you're gonna watch anime when I play this for you. Dragon Daya <laughs> <laughs> It just seems like a character they would show on like Digimon and like his intro and that's what would play and then it would be like all <laughs> oh, like they would show like panel, panel, panel of like him doing his <laughs> Digimon gimmick. <laughs> 
if I had an editing device that I could do things on, I would I would splice that with Austin Theory. And it's like, welcome to Dragon the Dio. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, it was a really good match. I I didn't expect Cosmo uh, to get that 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 uh, held up pile driver for the victory. Yeah. I didn't expect to lose the titles, but I mean, kudos to Red Man. Don't hate it at all. Yeah, Ben K. I mean, what what do you think about that that missed spear? You know, they they use that injury angle. You know, running into the uh, the pole, disorientated. You know, all that good stuff there. I mean. Do you think he's going to be repackaged as a singles again? Do you think he's going to Kenny Omega and say, hey, this tag team, uh, six man uh, in this turnaround, you know, I'm over it. I'm going to go, you know, try to, you know, go for the gold here again. Or or where do you think uh, Ben K goes after taking uh, a lot? I, I think they know that Ben K is in a good spot where they can do something with him whenever they feel they need to do something with him. Because okay. his, I think it's six months as open the Dreamgate champion was successful beating Yabato, Masato Yoshino. He obviously beat KZ. He beat Pac, guys like that. I think they know that they can count on him. And as a young guy, he succeeded at expectation. So mm-hmm. there's no need to push him or no need to use him right now. But if they have to pull the trigger, they can. Okay. Yeah, but I, I was, like I said, super excited, real extreme diffusion. Uh, but next up, uh, continuing with the tag team match, oh, action, the co main event. Uh, oh, four and a half, wow. dude. Four and a half. Minora, Jason Lee, champions uh, of the Open to Twin Gates, uh, taking on Susumu Yokosuka and Dragon, uh, Dragon Man. I'm not going to call him Kid, sorry. Dragon oh. Elder. <laughs> uh, no, Dragon Kid, uh, Susumu Yokosuka. Um, I like how the story is how they were rivals yeah, and so teammates. American. So they have like a complicated, you know, kind of relationship. Susumu, there, so I kind of like that. Susumu Yokosuka. Susumu. Yokosuka. Yokosuka, come on. <laughs> you like Bruce Prichard? I fucking love it. <laughs> God, like the coup de grace. God, he's so good. This is why you people listen to this show is because for all the dog shit we give you, Alex at least has some goddamn humor. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's so good. Oh, I pre- I, oh, I love it. I'm I'm the uh, the simpleton who's like, no, goddamn it, it's the Sumo Yokosuka. Like, yeah, Yokosuka. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so good. God damn it, it's great. Sorry, it's my gimmick. I, come on. I, I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but I love it. Like, that makes me laugh so hard because it's such good radio. It's such good radio. <laughs> about when uh, uh, Yokosuka, by the way, uh, murdered Minora oh with my that God. super exploder. I sent you a snap on the on the clothesline before it, too, where yeah. he is clothesline. Sumo Yokosuka is just strong-arm clotheslining Kota Minora. In the chest, and he's not moving, so he's hitting him harder every time he's doing it. I'm like, bro, just take the bump. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is hurting. Dude, I went went four and a half on this match. It was so fucking good. 
The Super Frankenstein. We saw Magic Killers, Super Frankenstein, Half Note. Uh huh. Jason Lee does the spiral tap on Dragon Kid. Not to cut off what you were saying with the match. Like, God, it was good, though, bro. Oh, my God. Uh, Usually with Dragon Gate tag team championship matches or tag matches, I kind of, you know, that's my time to kind of do stuff because I I know the flow of them. But, you know, I I was starting to do that. But probably after minute three, I kind of put, you know, stop what I was doing and just kind of focus. I said, oh, I got to watch this. Like something just felt special. You know, and with Dragon, yeah, and with Dragon Kid, you know, I, I kid, but that guy, bless his heart, you know, as well as uh, you know his tag team partner uh, Susumu Yokosuka. Fucking Yokosuka! <laughs> no, this I was uh, this God, was awesome. It was worthy of the co-main event spot fat uh, spot fest at times. Yes, Agreed. but they knew this when to reel it in. But they knew how to reel that shit in and tell a story. Uh, Jake, uh, not Jake Lee, Jason Lee, uh, he (laughs) sounds like no other. I think he's going to be an awesome singles wrestler. I think he's gaining maturity and he's gaining experience, obviously, uh, with the tag, uh, you know, teaming up here, going against such veterans, you know, as as his opponents in this match here. Um, Good, you know, again, the the young versus old, you know, the, the, the different mentalities there. You know, again, spot fest to then the veterans taking control of the match. I thought it was a really good aspect there. Um, the Hong Kong tornado, by the way, A, great name. B, awesome maneuver there. Um, but that bus saw kick, like you said, to uh, Dragon Kid uh, into the HKT was a fantastic finish there. But I, I, I loved every boring, second. Man. This was uh, this was damn good. Great stretch. Uh, only to continue to a match that Ryan had me watch, I believe, one year ago. Um Two years ago, maybe, uh, and it was the one where Pac uh, was was kicked out. But uh, watching, Ben Kid was kicked out. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Pac faced uh, Dragon Kid that match, didn't he, or that event? Yeah, yeah. Ben K got kicked out, and then he faced uh, Pac after he won Senior Gate. It was last May, twenty nineteen, when when I showed you this last one. But, but this the, uh, match the... rock. Steel Cage six-way match. Yamato taking on, of course, Kai, Masato Yoshina, Eita, BB Hawk, and Big R Shimizu. Which, spoiler alert, that name still stays intact. Uh, you are now this... Ryoto Shimizu. That's right. Um, of course, everyone had their own gimmicks. I, I don't have them written down. We went over it. Over two shows, actually. Uh, so check it out on the archives, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Style Media. And, of course, just search Strong Style Media and or WrestleCast Radio in your search engines, in your podcast uh, search engines as well. And we will pop up, subscribe, listen, enjoy, and tell a friend. Uh, but this six-man tag match, there were a lot of friends involved. Because, of oh, course, great. there were five flags that you had to get. And, of course, the loser had a stipulation, yep. whether it was to shave your head, uh, change your Two. name, retire. Oh, and by the way, have your retirement match against one of, you know, <laughs> your biggest uh, friends slash foes. Well, uh, or start all over. one flag that started when the two guys came out. So every time another guy came out, another flag came in. Which was very, very uh, interesting. Um, 
Aita came out first, correct? No, it was uh, so. These oh no, because his gimmick, he if was sick. Aita did That's right, it was first, split. he would have to defend the Open the Dream Gate Championship against a member of Dragon Gate. If he lost the match, he would have to join Dragon Gate. Yep. Kai would be forced to leave Dragon Gate if he lost and join Red if he escaped first. Yamada would be forced to wrestle in plain white briefs, shoes and socks, and cut his hair if he lost. BB Hulk would be forced to revert to his real name, uh, Teru Musawa Ishihara, and join Mochizuki Dojo as a rookie if he lost. If Masada Yoshino lost, he'd be forced to retire and subsequently face Doi Narukitoi in his retirement match, which would also have his head shaved. And Big R Shimizu would be forced to shave part of his hair, revert to his original ring name, Ryotsu Shimizu. So the show started with Big R Shimizu and Kai, Kai. in this match. And it was a stalemate on a lot of it. Uh, Masato Yoshino was number three. When Yoshino came in, Kai sat on top of the cage and didn't do anything. And a lot of people were expecting him to basically sit there because he didn't want to join RED. So he solidified his spot on the roster mm-hmm. of a guy sitting up there and he was going to wait for somebody else to grab a flag. Then after they grabbed a flag, he was going to grab his flag. So he played defense the whole time. BB Hulk came out. Yamato came out. Asa came out. They're going through no. the motions. And when Yamato climbed up the cage... Um, the the big thought was going to be uh, Yamato climbs the cage he takes the flag off he doesn't have to shave his head doing that stuff. Yep. and then Kai would then grab the next flag and those two are safe uh, when oh Yamato but he grabbed something the, yeah Yamato climbs to the top <laughs> Kai then grabs this like musical drum like a deep fryer <laughs> yeah smashes it two over Yamato's head Grabs the first flag and openly yep. embraces as Kai joins Real Extreme Diffusion. Yeah. The rest of it goes as planned. We're down to Masato Yoshino and Big R Shimizu. Yoshino gets the victory. Big R Shimizu is kicked out of red. He gets half of his head shaved as red punks him out and shuns him away. So we'll have to see where it goes next. For well, Big yeah, because they have Kai. Which, how yep, crazy and Kai cool is it to see Kai? Helping him out yeah, right he, he was awesome with it. And I went four and three quarters. Like, I didn't go the full five, but I was right there to do Fun that. spectacle. I'm because surprised you didn't give it a five when um, KC shot Aita with that bazooka full of flare. <laughs> what, what's so cool, too, is, like, none of the factioning stables are allowed to climb into the ring, but they're allowed to do whatever they want on the outside. And some of the wackiness you see some of these teams bring up is so fun. Yeah. But it wasn't but as I, wacky as the one you had me watch, the, the first one you had me watch. That one was yeah, like, that was the I called you. What are you making me watch? Where this one, I, I obviously, I knew the story. I understood it. So it made it for more of a comfortable experience, you know, kind of watching it. So I knew what I was getting into. So I was definitely way more involved and, and you know, <laughs> invested. And, and that's why this was great. Dude, R.E.D. threw a freaking spelunking rope. To respect you with their dudes. It was so awesome. So much craziness. Ada bringing in the board, uh, made a barbed wire, you know, with the big, you know, gimmick on there. 
Um, yeah, this was a, a just a great freaking match. Um, Big R, you know, like you said, kind of bummed. Uh, but you know, who knows? Maybe we. Hey, you called it. You're the one who said Big R was gonna lose. Like you called that shit. Yeah. It, it to me, it just made more sense. But Ryan, I honestly thought for about probably you know until it was the final two of Yoshino and and Big R, uh, you know, formerly known as. I, I thought Yoshino was going to lose. I was like, oh, there's a lot of time left. I was <laughs> like, I know maybe give him 15 minutes for, you know, kicking out or doing the plot. But I was like, I think, you know, Yoshino's going to lose. And then he's going to face Naruki Doi. So I'm like, if I get to see Masato <laughs> Yoshino, this might be the best event of the decade. And it's only 2020, you know, right <laughs> off the bat. I was like, holy shit. But, you know, the consequences, you know, and, and the ramifications of the match there, um, you know, like I said, it's kind of kind of sad to see Big R Shimizu uh, now known as Ryoto. Yep, I think that's what it was. Ryoto Shimizu. Um, so you know, it's it's uh it's nice to see that. And like I said, you know, it, it'll be kind of interesting, especially with Benkei not part of the uh the the six man uh you know open the twin well, not open the twin gate um you know that anyways. To see them team up again, I think would be nice because I've heard a lot from you, you know, from various, you know, other people about their time as a tag team. So maybe they reconvene and build some of that magic and then, you know, possibly go against, uh, God, of course I get that there, uh, Kota Minora and Jason Lee. So that could yeah. be an intriguing, you know, possibility come uh, 2021. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It was, it was good. It was really But a fun. great show. Definitely. I, I'm it's it's one or two or one a one b it definitely is it was such a great watch four hours commentary was great minus a whole loon uh you know but you know it, it was uh informative it was awesome it was a breeze breezeful four hours it really was check this show out yeah this this dragon show is going to get mad or show the year on it it's going to happen so. <laughs> check it out it now a- it was, it was so good. It was so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's true, man. It was, it, the show rocked. It was awesome. It was great. It really was. It. This would be a show where I would rewatch. I mean, maybe I wouldn't watch the, the earlier tag matches, um, but, but well, definitely the, the first two. Yeah. Like, that's the but I can live without it. Like, those were good. Whoa. And it, like, I agree too. Like, you know, the Ultima Dragon match, it is what it is. But even the prelims are really good on that match, on that show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's a great show. Go check it out. Uh, Dragon Gate World or just, uh, just type in Dragon Gate streaming service. It's the best thing. Uh, a little under 10 bucks there. Uh, you have to watch their show. Uh, within seven days of the live viewing. Otherwise it won't return for a month. Don't pull an Alex. Uh, also don't pull an Alex. When we talk new Japan G one nights, three through maybe six uh, on the next show. Uh, I know we always say, Hey, we're going to do another show, but, and we probably will. Uh, since Ryan is off on Saturday, and Monday, I'm off of this bitch. Uh, 
and then uh, yeah, so we might possibly come up with a, a, a G1 since hopefully we'll be able to watch a few more shows and, and get a little bit more caught up on there. Uh, also, I should hopefully be caught up on uh, NXT TakeOver 31. I definitely want to talk about that and the ramifications and as we found out. And N1 is so good right now, guys. I just think of the uh, the shorts of N1. I had a pair for like 12 years. So the crotch finally wore out. The N1 might be my favorite tournament of the three or the four, counting stardom. But yes, and as Alex mentioned, the the uh, stardom Yokohama Cinderella, Yokohama Bunga show has been tremendous. Ooh, Navy Seals. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, don't forget ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Uh, up until Saturday, October 10th, noon Central Standard Time, you can get 20% off. And again, also, we have seven different shirts, including Pro Wrestling Summit, the show Ryan does uh, every Friday night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio. Give us a like, a follow over on Facebook, WrestleCast Radio, Strong Style Media, as well as over on Twitter at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Uh, check me out tomorrow. Uh, doing finally, a uh, unpopular media, Strong Style Media mashup here, getting the old uh, crew back together. The pop culture is coming back. Mike doing video. I don't know. I got to figure out Zoom. It's 2 a.m. So, yes. Check that out. Check Ryan out this Friday. Also, check your feed for the new WrestleCast episode of 171. We will see you later.